Big Ray Hernandez, Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your next level wrestling review. Presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com. And All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay, gay. Yeet. Yeet. Yes, boy. Good. Good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your Next Level Wrestling Review Thanksgiving special. Nothing different to this week. Comes. It's Thanksgiving special because that's what my background looks like. If you're watching on channelattitude.com for only $5 a month, you get this video and you get food. We send you, we send you free turkeys. That's what Ben Hamid told me to say. Free turkeys stuffed with dynamite. Anyway, speaking of dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, here is. Oh, wait, I have to introduce myself. I'm the, the reporter of the people, the man with the plan. Big Ray here to stay to talk some. Re, no, I'm not the reporter of the people. I'm the pundit of the people, the man with the plan. Big Ray here to stay to talk some Lucha Libre, which is your Spanish lesson for wrestling today. And speaking of dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, not AEW dynamite, but my dynamite co host, it is. The Vets. That's him. He's a Rip Rogers guy. Yeet! The Vet. <laughs> rip, Rip, Rip Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here to give you the stuffing you deserve. Oh, oh, oh yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and the only. It is a Rip Rogers guy. It's the vet fucking Jamie Williams, motherfuckers. Why am I cursing so much? Stop it, Ray. Stop it. Stop it. What's up, vet? It's the season. It is the season for cursing. Yes, yes. Ah, it feels yeah, good to be hello, home, everyone. right? Hello, everyone. Nice. Yeah, yeet. Yeet. Happy holiday yeet to everyone. Yes. yes. Do you think uh I don't I know you don't watch Raw on a regular basis, but I'll put the, the I'll put I'll put it to everybody. Is is Jay going a little bit overboard with the yeet thing? Like it was nice like a, a little bit once in a while and then when like Sammy would say it it was kind of funny and then Cody and you know just a little bit of yeet here and there now he he's got a shirt he's saying it all of the time I think he's I think he's kind of beating it into the ground already you know it's he's taking the fun out of yeet yeah well like Mandir says it's a poontang season what yeah man <laughs> ain't it anyway when isn't it isn't well, that a year-round thing well not really not not not, really? not not really no 
No, not for somebody like seasonal poontang. So yeah, you know, you get a little older. You know, (laughs) so your wife hibernates for part of the year. Like, all right, I'm shutting shutting it down. She wears an old leather chastity belt. (laughs) You know, uh, it unlocks once a month. Very sad. Hmm. Well, anyway, I was telling Vet off the air. I'm very proud of myself, Vet. Thirty three and a thirds. I've lost 33 pounds since I started my my change of life. Since the doctor told me that I might have gotten diabetes and they were going to chop off my legs, so <laughs> I could go without legs. Penis? I don't know. I might need that thing. A legs is a quicker 33 pounds to lose, just instant. Yeah. No I mean, work. It's not much to cut off down there, Fed, but you know. And you're going to have to work harder in your life, so you'll burn even more calories without legs. That is true. That was delightful, that breakfast. I was telling Vet I had some uh, rolled oats uh, mixed in Yeah, no one cares. No no one cares. But 33 pounds. Actually, 33.6. That is the exact amount of weight. Yowie, wowie. Fuck yeah. I'm excited, Vet. I'm happy. Really? Oh, yeah. This is my time of year. This is the time where I don't give a fuck about how bad my week is. I don't give a shit about how bad your week was. There's just like a good feeling in the air. Smell of pasteles and and jamongs and turkey and what? Sorry. It's just a good good all-around feeling, man. I love the holiday season. No matter what holiday you celebrate. Unless you're a Satan worshiper, then I have a problem with you. But other than that, you know, we're cool. How you doing, Vet? I'm fine. Other than this rambling nonsense that we call an open. Uh, But yes, everybody loves to drown all of their problems in gravy around this time. So it's a very good time, at least for one day, Uh, except for the part about having to do things and see people and all that other. Some people even travel. Oof, that's astonishingly like are, is, this is 2023 people just zoom your thanksgivings what are you doing serious so here's but the anyway. deal me, me and jen were originally planned to go to her aunt's house where they're going to have like 500,000 dominicans and puerto ricans just running around you know oh and, i thought you were gonna say next door no then no then i missed them no i don't um so then we were supposed to go to my mother's house early and then go to her aunt's house, you know, for the whole big shebang. Mm-hmm. So I texted her. I was like, I was like, like a week ago, I was like, I really don't fucking feel like traveling anywhere and fucking going. I just want to be comfortable, you know? Just, so I said, honey, I'm just throwing this out there. How about if you and I just have our little turkey, make our Thanksgiving, we'll eat, we'll, we'll drink as much as we want. And then after dinner, we'll play Christmas music. And we'll put up our all the decorations for the house. And I, I couldn't believe she was like, yes, this is what I would like to do. So that is what we're doing. Now we got to figure out how we're going to tell her aunt that we're not going to the house. <laughs> we still haven't said nothing. What do you suggest, Vet? Um, I suggest making up an excuse. Oh, shit. <clears throat> So that there, there's no hard feelings at first. And then you'll have to worry about next year and the year after that. But oh. at least for this year, you get to rest easy. And, uh, yeah. So think up, spend that time thinking up a good excuse, you know, and uh, okay. it should be all right. All right. Last question before we jump into acknowledgements. 
Okay. I don't know if I specifically ever asked you this question. Thanksgiving is possibly my favorite holiday. Oh, it's a it's it's a one. It's an uh, what is it? A, a like a A one A or whatever. Okay. And um, what the fuck is going on here? The spectrum is loading in an oh, Ayatollah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, it's not even spectrum. <laughs> what the hell do you want? It's the mighty Babo. Babo is here. Hello, Babo. <laughs> Let me just switch this up. I think it's going strong. <laughs> I just uh, saw you guys were live. I just wanted to check in and say, uh, hope you have a good holiday, man. I'm just down here at uh, Future Ravens Joint doing some projects today, man. So Ooh. getting things lined up for next week. You're Very doing what? Classy looking. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, he comes to you weighing in at 911 pounds, standing at 9 feet 11 inches in the pants. Ladies and gentlemen, he is your master and ruler of your world. There will be no Thanksgivings. It has all been canceled. You will be feeding this man your wives. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the hacker, Bin Hameen, or the Mighty Baba, one of the two. Yeah, man, one of my great body doubles. And uh, uh, unfortunately, all the Freemason stuff getting stooged off this week. Baba's got no secrets left, so... Uh, yeah, man, uh, just going hard in the paint, boys. Uh, no days off at HMG, and I appreciate you guys uh, towing the line here on Next Level Review. I heard uh, people liked it last night. I mean, I haven't watched NXT a long time. Um, big news with NWA Power getting on CW app, I guess, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess they got well, one show. That actually happened? Yeah, they're on the <laughs> they announced it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's good for them. Uh, Hey nope. man, any any uh, any up is a good up. I'm sure they wish they had it another way, but maybe they can do it in wrestling. Uh, the prove it deal is <laughs> like a standard, so maybe that's their prove it deal. I don't know, but uh, you know, uh, I don't want to. I, I want an opportunity, especially for the sons of Allah, to go over there and mash the fixers. So you know why? Why am I gonna show it for it? I want as many people as possible to see. Uh, the Hameen revolution, man, you know, so yeah, well, I we're mean, gonna have they, to, we're going to have to really promote, we're going to have to really promote this app. Cause I don't think anybody has it. Just putting it well, out. 92, there, 92 million people, 92 million people have CW app, I guess. There are 92 million people that own cable. No, that, that have subscribed to, or like, oh, like to downloaded the, the CW, like when you go to their Apple store or what have you, I guess. Really? Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm you got to think worldwide, right? Bris, yeah. not just, you know, so, so yeah. Ben, this is very important. Listen, uh, before you jumped in, hung by the way, you know, I hung all these fucking things. You didn't hang those yeah, TVs. You, you had some, you had, you had a little, you had a little Arab boys running yeah. then hang them for you. And now they're going to be hung. My neck would be better. Listen, yeah. this is a very important question. What, what, where are we at right now? Quickly. Uh, you're in the future uh, home of Ravens joint, uh, my cannabis dispensary, man. So excited about it. I got to get rid of these uh, 
salon towers. Somebody's coming to look at them, I think, next week to buy them. But, uh, yeah, man, I got a lot of woodwork to do, make things uh, look like this back here and uh, building out uh, the entire cash, uh, cash out area here. So I got a big carpentry project this week. Nice. So I'm just designing plans today and getting measurements, man. And behind that, the cash register thing, is there going to be like that thing where you push the, the wall and then it spins and it's just fucking all weapons? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, well, this we've got two secure doors and a, an entire vault. So uh, all the human trafficking we'll be doing and, you know, whatever right. other uh, shelter, yeah, whatever black ops they need me to run, I'm going to do it. But uh going to put in a drive through, man. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy year, man, for uh, all new projects with HMG, dude. Well, real quickly, Ben, you look adorable with your hat backwards. I don't know what it is about you. It's just even more lovable than usual. But shout out, shout out to the high peaks, shout out to uh, turn it around. They hooked up the swag. That's our, our business partner out here, Central Processors New York. They're doing that's what's up. They're doing Method Man's whole line to Cal line. So we're uh, you never know. Meth might be sitting right here actually once we get all the fireplace and all the setup there. I think we're gonna have meet and greets here, all kinds of stuff when that's I'm in. Dope. Well, then I'll, I'll be hanging out with you more. Vet, uh, your thoughts? Oh, well, yes. I'm all for Method Man hanging out uh, within Hami's dispensary, mm. of course. You, even, so if you, even, you, if you, even if you get the, uh, the what's the uh, the guy that almost made the Wu-Tang Clan, the Slither? Yeah, he, didn't really, he didn't make the cut. He wasn't that good a rapper. Yeah, um, listen. How do you like my new... Weapon of Death, Z Woo, Project Z Woo, de uh, debuting at Immortal, putting the beating on the Nazi Mafia morons. I told them a hit was on your life, but I got to stay in CIA. A hit was on your life, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I came through, man. Z Woo, my new uh, protege, coming straight out of UWE, Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, and uh, uh, no more cool kid for him. It's time to put the punishment on somebody. We got to work on his camel clutch. A little yeah. bit that he got to hook those arms in there. He had the smile maker on, but he right. didn't. He didn't. I mean, he's he's got a hell of a spin kick, a lot of great martial arts, and uh, you can watch that now on Premier TV uh, oh, cool. Network as well. Just from this last Saturday night, and hopefully on the CW app as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, listen, this very important question. We're going to go round table really quickly before um, you know. I mean, you can hang out with us if you want, but. We got a lot of work. I, was to do. Not, I just wanted to say how much uh, I appreciate you guys, man. I haven't got to talk to you, Big Ray. You've been writing some really nice sentiments and sharing all of our time together. And how quick eight years goes by, dude. I just wanted to say hello to my brother because I don't get the chance to do it. I don't want you to think that I'm I'm not uh, seeing everything that goes on, dude. I mean, you know, the, remember the last time I was like, "Hey, Ben, how you doing?" You know, on the fucking uh, on the Facebook thing, you're like, "Yo, go fuck yourself, bro. I'm busy." Remember that? <laughs> Well, now, now you see why, right? Like, I got to build all this shit out, oh. bro. So, no, yeah. man. Um, I've, I don't know. I've been on some type of fucking sentimental trip because it, it's crazy, dude. We started this shit like in what, 2014 or some shit? Was it 2016? Well, we were at WrestleZone until 2015, right? Like, we did that for two years. So, um, yeah, man. Since then, it just like how fast as you get older, time rips by. And I think. I don't know if it's sentimental or maturity. You appreciate what life, friendship, and the value of community is, especially when you help build it, entertain it. And we know brothers that we've lost along the way, you know, uh, Wild Bill and, and and all the heads, man, that that have been a part of our life, dude. And, and you appreciate that and, and the fact of what 
social media, the internet, and common interest of wrestling can do to, to bring people together. And then when you see things like Billy Ray Valentine's thing with you and Colin and everybody hanging out, or you guys come to see me, like uh, work, like that, that all is incredible stuff, man, of taking a digital relationship to a, a true life friendship. Well, I want to I want to make a road trip to see if you and I've been because we yeah, have when we guess, open, man. When we open. It's going to be a huge grand opening yeah. here. You know. Well, that definitely, and also I want to see a vet. Um, what's your address again? Yeah, no chance, buddy. Fucking shit! <laughs> God, I told vet I am gonna I am going to meet him one day. Yeah, I am man, going yeah. to hug it'll, him. It'll be an it's, awesome it's, moment, you know. It'll be great. He's gonna fucking vet's gonna stab me right in my mouth. This, this facility <laughs> is completely off the grid. You'll never find. All it. right. So here's a question. Here's a question. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. So first yeah. and foremost, for, for us American, uh, uh, you know, folk, we celebrate our, our you know, Thanksgiving. Uh, what are we we're thankful for everything in life and so on and so forth? Yeah. yeah. So my question to you is, what is your number one thing you have to have on Thanksgiving? Like your favorite thing? And it it could be like sure. something mom made, you know, back in the day or whatever. But just that one thing for Thanksgiving that you really fucking love to have every year. Oh man, I mean, I'm I'm a definitely a sides guy, so that's that like is a kind of a toss up between a bunch of things, you know. But um, you know, my dad, the emperor, is a five star chef, camp cook, and best friends a butcher, so we go all in. But um, his homemade uh, stuffing, it's not on some stovetop, you know what I mean? It's it's the highest quality breads that he dries and and makes everything uh, in in crock pot ware that's been handed down in our family for, um, for like 110 years so 110 years. it just is so seasoned yeah everything everything is like uh, uh cast iron you know cooked as well so it's so savory so good uh that's probably the number one thing i love we have a good corn casserole and i like the green bean casseroles all those types of side dishes interest me more but then he does a full turkey and then one of his seven pound London broils on the grill. So there's beef, there's, you know, all that shit, man. It, it goes hard in the paint. So by the time you even get to potatoes, I'm not even down. And another thing here in upstate, Rachel Ray kind of shined the light on them, but every restaurant here does them and you can only kind of get them here. It's called Italian greens or Utica greens. It's a uh, escarole. Uh, you can get like uh, prosciutto or if you want it spicier, uh, capicola ham, dice it up. You you just, you sweat the greens and then you you cook them in oil, and uh, add in some hot peppers and add in uh, Parmesan cheese, bro. And that's just like a staple too of upstate New York Italian crossover cooking. And that's a that's a phenomenal side dish too. A lot of people started getting into Brussels sprouts, pretty heavy. Oh, oh disgusting! It's too healthy. No, no thanks. I, I, Thanksgiving, I disagree, man. If you do it with balsamic vinegar and stuff, and have a nice soy sauce, something with you're them, making they, it worse. They come out crispy, almost like chips, man. They they're they're really good. Well, I'm gonna say one thing about that. All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay. I mean, I, I, mean I, am in the, I am in the wrestling business where you roll around with other men oiled up in their underwear. So man, I don't know what to tell you. Let me just tell you, bro. I fucking miss you, man. Uh, I got I yeah, to see you, you early this year. Um, and uh, we'll sleep in your basement again uh, with the rats yeah. and the, uh, you know, the cold. Uh, the, wall, the cold chain. Yeah. Dripping sure. water. Vet, what is your favorite thing? You have to have it on Thanksgiving, sir. 
Well, I should have gone first because Ben was very specific with his uh very stuff, but I'm I'm you know, I, I would say I'm a, I have a sweet tooth, you know. Mm. And uh I I'm not gonna eat pumpkin pie at any other time of the year. Oh, that's good. So I gotta get a slice of that. Um but it, pecan pie, like I love that, mm, but that's a whole nice. year. Anytime, anytime you can grab one, oh, get yeah. one. But you're not just gonna get a, a pumpkin pie in June. So I'll I'll just choose the pumpkin pie and then you know, um it's probably surprising no one. I gotta have that dry ass white meat turkey, you know, like that that's <laughs> it's gotta be dry, it's gotta be white. Uh, that's, that's me. That's that describes racist. me. So, uh, I, that, that's my signature that, uh, meal. That when we lived in Kentucky, did you ever go to homemade pie and ice cream kitchen? That little chain that was down there? I don't think so. They were like these, there's, there was probably four locations, maybe five. Uh, but dude, their pecan pie was, man, you would kill a motherfucker in the streets for a slice, bro. It's, really? it, it was so it's, good. It's hard to fuck up. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. Yeah, no, they, but that place is a, a good a date spot, especially for girls who like cake, like my wife. So, <laughs> that was, and girls who got cake. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that that was good. I wasn't even thinking sweets. We usually do because uh, New York cheesecake too has got to okay. be in there as well. Word, word up, son. Uh, I'm the same way, but you know, for you know us Latinos, uh, we love uh, penil, uh, roast pork, uh, mm. along, along with the turkey. Um, along with the ham. So my mother makes this ham. It's one of my favorite things. And it's, you know, it's got the cherries in it, the goddamn uh, pineapple all over it, the little glaze and shit. It is fucking delicious. I need that. But my number one thing is stuffing. I love I love getting stuffed. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, get uh, but shout out to everybody in the chat as well. I see Todd Brantley's out there. He said, uh, thanks for shouting out Sebastian Braun on the Monday locker room. Good dude with a great gimmick and a lot of potential. I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, a young dude with his whole future ahead of him. Guys, check out Sebastian Braun. Give him a follow. Give my man Blaze Haram a follow yes. on Twitter. I was looking Blaze's numbers way too low. Let's get the whole HMG squad over there right now. Follow Blaze Haram. Uh, check out Sebastian Braun. I know... Uh, you can go to Immortal Championship Wrestling right now, and their vote is up for Superstar of the Year. Infidels, there's only one choice, and it's He's Hacker Hamini's in oh. there. Uh, no, he didn't even get nominated. That's my backup. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, as a former world champ, uh, you can vote for me there. And then also they just released uh, Breakout Star of the Year. Sebastian Braun is He's on that, but I voted for my man, Brother Jonas, from UWE. So mm. if you want to vote Brother Jonas and support the Hominians, you can. But uh, uh, some some really good talent in the last year coming out of Immortal and Sebastian Braun. And also check out, uh, you might see him on the cruise at Jericho. Brother Jonas is going to be on doing some stuff on that. So uh, some some good talent coming out of Upstate here. Um, all right. So uh, all you jerk jobs out there. Yeah. Give uh, the great Blaze Haram a follow. Uh, put over whoever Ben Hameen says to put over because uh, he commands you to. Is that correct, sir? Yeah, he's doing like the big sexy uh, Rick Rude type gimmick, you know, stripper type thing, man. And it's getting over. It's getting I've over been for there. Sure. I've, I've been there. Yeah, uh, I know you have. You, you'd like. It. You like that? Right, I'm gonna like get to doing the shit, man. But uh, yeah, I'll mm -hmm. keep NXT in, and hopefully nobody starts doing some dumb shit uh, uh, in developmental. And uh, yeah, we'll be. Uh, 
<laughs> put on shows. I'm going to be on Cafe de Renee with Jason Sensation on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So is is that is that, is that with uh, Renee Dupree? You got it. Yeah, y'all. Uh, love you, man. Cool, cool, I, I really love you, buddy. Yeah, dude. You guys have a good one. Y'all love right, that. Brother. Keep them in line. Don't take any shit. Never do. Wait, Ray dropped out. <laughs> did he put up a picture? Did, did you, Ray, did you put up a picture of Scott Woodford? Oh my God, now we're both out. What is, what is going on here? You have to dump me out. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was great, yeah, what man. What was that? I feel like I'm in the wrong chair. Uh, I miss my friend. Uh, I haven't seen Ben in too long. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, all right, well, anyway, guys, that's 20 minutes. We'll never get back. Um, but, but, yeah, give Blaze Rama a follow, man. Uh, the guy is fucking hilarious and also incredibly scary. All right, I'm going to do this in record time. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me see. What is it? Ray. Ray. Wrong. Yeah. Right. Put put, put me back on the other side, Ray. This feels weird. Oh shit! Yeah, this is not right. Okay, wait. How do we do this? There we go. Is that better? That's better, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. All right, we're gonna do some record time, ladies and gentlemen. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're gonna acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home? Acknowledge me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna do this in record time. So here we go. We start off with the windiest of all uh, wind, uh, the, the windiest of all Chris's. Chris Winland, he's here. Over Canada, we have the retro rocket review. We have Michael Vasquez, Big Daddy V is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. We have the biggest ass in all of HMG, Frank's pickle barrel ass. He is here in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the lovely Elizabeth here, yeah, the cream of the crop. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, there we go. We have with a record of 122 and, and 16, the dancing one, handsome Dan Heffern, he's here. We have the ruler of the world. Zane Vicious is here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have somebody who is so sexy, I cannot put his picture up because every time I... Oh. And I'm back. Uh, uh, and I have to switch the, the, the camera gimmick. Again. Scott Woodford is here, ladies and gentlemen. We have the sinister minister, the man that doesn't do cocaine. It is John Enright. He is in the his house. He must have just jumped, jumped in. So what's up? We have the common king of the universe. We have Todd Brantley. He is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. I said the Retro Rocket Review, we have the, the Dark Side Caster. He's in the house, ladies and gentlemen, Dark Side Caster. We have a Facebook user. Have no idea who the fuck this is because he doesn't leave his name or her name. We have uh, uh, my dear, your favorite chimera, ladies and gentlemen, is the man dear, the man that gets mad poo tang. Yes, poon tang pie. All right, we have, uh, uh, um, I think, the brother of the former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Jinder Mahal. We have Jinda. Mahal, he is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Let me see if I missed anybody. We have a record of 432 and 73. Yes, Al Robinson, he's paid a lot of his debts. He uh, has gotten uh, a gimmick with uh, Lucky Strike Cigarettes, and he is back uh, on top as the world heavyweight champion of Denver. All right, here we go. All right, so what else we got here? Uh, I think I might. Oh, my God. We have the former co-host of the Next Level Wrestling Review for two episodes. Sergio is in the house. Sergio, what's going on, brother? How are those nipples? All right, here we go. I don't know why I just asked that. Uh, we have Mike Martin. He lost 176 pounds, but they all went to his pants. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the well-hung one. Uh, we have uh, 
I think that's it. God damn, we have a goddamn pal. Ah, not number, not number sixty. We have number fifty-nine. You have better duck because he is a straight shooter. We have Paul, aka the shooter. He is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. We have the mighty Bobo in the house, who we just literally spent twenty minutes talking to uh, on the air right now. Y'all, uh, mighty Bob. I'm confused. Isn't that the same fucking guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we have Mr. Cold Blooded, Cold Blooded X X X X X. Uh, actually, it's Cold X X Blooded X X. For someone so cold blooded, he loves us very much. I love you too, buddy. Uh, what else we got here? We got Bosch Hog Boston. I like that. Mm-hmm. Or should I say Bosch Hog Boston? What do you think? The whole thing. Do the whole thing. With the he boxing. jumps in the car. He gets a, he get, drives you to the ballpark. You have a hot dog. You watch the Red Sox over in Boston. All right. Who else we got here, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I think that. No. What are they testing on Lab Rat today, Vet? They are testing all the stuffing. <laughs> Every type of stuffing there is. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, you have all been officially acknowledged. And now. Time for the three count. This is the three count with the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now back to Big Ray and the Vet. I just want to be clear. That the acknowledgments usually take at least fifteen minutes. They could all be like that, though. We could if we really wanted. Oh, uh, you know, I, I like to give time. It's like when I eat food. Well, like to, anyway, you're also taking time because if they're waiting to be acknowledged, they have to sit there and just wait, and the show that's, goes on, and they're not true. being acknowledged. Fuck, you're absolutely. Then it's right. their turn, and it's just like you know, yeah, yes. yeah that's me. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, did you get media M five? I don't remember if you got media M five. Did I get media M five? He could. He could very well be in the hospital by the time we <laughs> acknowledge him. So we want to make sure that uh, we acknowledge him. It is not AI Ray, my friend. Not AI Ray. Big shout outs to the Wednesday locker room. I don't know what AI Robinson. AI Robinson. <laughs> Al Robinson. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. So now I'm interested to talk about this since Ben okay. is gone. Um, all right, come on, CW app. Nobody has a fucking CW app. Yeah, Ninety-two nobody, million. Stop 92 it, Ben. Million, please. Seriously, vet. But you please. know what? Like, I don't know, man. How do you feel about this? So, do, I have a question for you. So now, remember how you said nobody has cable, right? Nobody really watches down, watches cable. I mean, people have it, but you know what I'm saying. Right, Just, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But my question to you is then, wouldn't it, wouldn't it actually be better to be on an app? Well, you would think so, but like even less people are going to be, I think, using an app, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Unless it's something like, okay, if you got Netflix on your phone, you know, that's an app that you, you could see yourself watching something on that. Right. I, did, I don't know who is downloading the CW app. I could be wrong, though. I don't have it. But, but... You know what? What? Let's do a live test here. Oh, shit. Here we go. Ladies go ahead, and continue on with your, you know, with your pontifications and right. whatever. Well, I don't have the CW app. 
and I'm I gotta be look t- it up while we're talking. Vets gonna look at, look up the app right now. But anyway, the vets doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, you know, give us a follow here on HMG channelattitude.com uh, for five dollars a month. What right off the bat? Oh, here we go. Just I mean, this only counts from the Play Store. Not available on Google. <laughs> yeah, right. This only no, it is it is available only uh, only on the Play Store. Okay. It says like ten million downloads. So. If Apple has the other eighty-two million, brother, which I strongly oh, I'll strongly I'll, doubt. I'll look that up. Can I look that up? Yeah, you can look that up. All right, so I'm gonna go on the on the Apple gimmick. Damn, Ben's gonna be so mad. Let me see. Let's see. Store right. Store you know, gimmick. and I want to make something clear too. Jesus Christ! Because we have more, we we probably have more connections to people that work for NWA currently. Oh yeah. And certainly, formerly, um, Oof. than any other wrestling promotion. Go ahead, Ray. What's the number? I'm gonna actually see if I can put this up on the screen. Uh, what's that say? Twenty-one thousand. That's twenty-one thousand ratings. That's not the number. You have to oh. click the click the app oh. first, and it should tell you. I knew that. I was testing you. Yeah, I passed. You did. It says rating of 3.3. It doesn't give you the number. It doesn't? Okay. Well, just one other way that uh, Android is superior. But in any case, I, I'm sure that we could probably guess it's somewhere around the same. Probably, you know, even if you say it's twice as many, that's only 30 million. But regardless, that could be people that maybe people downloaded it for uh, maybe some promotional deal. Like... Maybe they were watching their show and they said, you know, try the CW app and you'll get, you know, $5 off a sub, you know, subway, you know, what, what are those things like that? Okay. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm talking about? Those weird gimmick things that someone you'll, you'll just create a fake account just for one $5 long. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Does that mean you're really on the app and using it? But anyway, like I said, I want to make it clear that. Anytime that I've come on here and buried the NWA, it is because I am I am upset for my fellow brothers that should be doing way better and be seen by way more people than they are. I don't want to bury the NWA because I want it to fail. Right. Nobody does. Like I want them to succeed and they have a lot of good things going for them but when they when and by they i'm basically saying billy corgan because it all kind of falls at his feet right if we blame vince mcmahon for everything that's wrong with the wwe we blame tony khan for everything that's wrong with with AEW. we blame the figurehead whether they're actually in charge or whether they're just put out there in charge we blame the president of the united states for everything that goes wrong with this country well so i'm just saying we know how it really works right so so but what i'm saying is you know we what i'm saying i want for my friends yeah i want it to succeed more than it is and if they keep making these decisions or these these things keep happening Mm -hmm. Then by calling them out, it's like taking them to task, but not because I'm trying to get them canceled or whatever. Like I feel like a lot of other people do. Like I think when people hate the WWE, they want the WWE to go away, even though they never will. People have been saying AEW should have closed down since it opened. 
it's not going to happen, but that's what I think people act like. So it's more out of a sense of frustration for my friends that the NWA is not doing as well as it should be right now. You should not have less YouTube subscribers than one guy from what culture? Well, Simon Miller's over, so. I'm saying NWA should be at least slightly more over. Just By the way, even if it's slightly. Well, the CW network I found out officially has 80,000 iOS app uh, downloads. That's including the iPad, iPhone, and uh, the MacBook. Gee. Uh, <clears throat> and for Retro Rocky of you saying last night's NWA was good, so fooey on me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What's a good, what's a good, uh, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's I was around, about to see that. I, I'm, I know they have good shows, yeah, they're good but shows. not enough people are watching them. That's the problem, you know? Mm. Well, I don't disagree with you, but I think it's like, it's almost like anything, you know, you have to, people forget that wrestling is a business. So let, let's, let's put it this way. If you have a friend that you really care about, right. Or you have a group of friends that you really care about and they're working for a business that you can plainly see is failing, making a lot of bad decisions. They're working for bad Bob's backyard, barbecue, fucking whatever retail store. You're going to worry for your friends. You're going to tell your friends, Hey guys, maybe you should do something different. Maybe you should talk to your boss, you know, do this, you know, don't sell the barbecue sauce at half price, you know, maybe jogs. Anyway, I get what you're saying. I think uh, somebody mentioned here that it comes from a place of love. And I I agree with that. I don't, I don't know if vet actually has love in his heart, but something no, like ain't going to grow that. no three sizes this day, brother. Right. You know, he will, he will be the Grinch until, you know, whatever, when Jesus Christ comes back, but neither here nor there. Uh, I agree with you, man. I, I, I think you're hundred percent spot on with that. And, and Listen, I'm hoping that the NWA um, maybe helps the C CW app grow. I couldn't say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. Sorry, Pat. I don't know what to tell you. Now, now, if we heard that the NWA was on Prime or on Netflix, you know, or you know, something like that, like, God damn, what's that channel that everybody makes fun of, Pluto? Is it Pluto TV? Pluto or Tubi? Tubi, Tubi. You know, like that would be cool. Didn't I call? Were... Didn't I call that? I called something you with Carmelo did. and Tubi original the other week. You did. You did. Tubi original, oh, which is that... hilarious. That is a hilarious joke, guys. If you know what, if you get the reference I'm making. So the Tubi gimmick that you meant is that for real? Like, do they have really bad movies on that those thing? movies that you see clips of and stuff? I guess those are really on there. Those are really real. I think so. Oh fuck! I gotta, I gotta watch Tubi then, cause that shit looks great. You, some of the clips I've seen, I'm sure the chat knows too. Like you've probably seen some of these same clips that people are passing around. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. All right, very cool. So anyway, so anyway, best of luck to uh, the NWA guys as they move forward. I, you know, you have a couple people you know there. I have a couple people I know there, and it's like, you know, yeah, you want them to work, just like AEW. Not for nothing, guys. You know, people probably think that I personally hate AEW and I want them to fail and I want all these people and I know a couple people that to lose a job. No, I don't. It's just frustrating for me to see this fucking idiot that does cocaine allegedly just fucking let these people do whatever the fuck they want. You know, Stevie Richards was just on Cafe Renee talking about how he spoke to uh, the agents, two of the agents called them whatever, and they're like, yeah, we try to tell these kids what to do, but they want to go into the business for themselves. Well, fuck, guy. 
fire them then. <laughs> they right? Like, wouldn't you like if you ran a business and you had an employee vet that just said, um, I said, listen, uh, but uh listen, vet, uh, I'm gonna need you to uh sell uh these uh copy machines or whatever the fuck, I don't know. And you're like, nah, I'm gonna sell staplers. Would you fire that person? I'm just curious. And just yeah. move well, on to somebody it's that a would different to- it's a different thing too, because you're you're basically you are so a fan of this and so in love with this that you've decided to basically sink a fortune into it because it's more important to you than the money. The money is just numbers to you, but having a wrestling promotion and trying to give back to the wrestling business, which let's face it, you know, he is in his own way. He's providing people a platform and what they're doing with it. Tony Khan also is in that position. I've talked about this before. You cannot tell these guys how to do what they do. Even at the lowest level, Tony Khan cannot tell a pro wrestler how to pro wrestle. He can book the match and that's it. And if he wants to have safety guidelines, then he can do that. But I think that for the most part, he's trusting them out of maybe a misplaced sense of respect i don't know but i'm pretty sure that's why it is what it is you can't tell these guys you know like he can't uh he can have someone tell them in his place but you know you can only uh, lead a coked up horse to water all right so uh, matt riddle has officially confirmed I think it says he's officially confirmed this uh, departure from WWE. We already know that. Um, so Riddle will be taking bookings, and apparently MCW Pro Wrestling took uh, to Twitter to announce that Riddle will be a part of their Winter Blast or Finger Blast. I don't know, it was a Winter Blast event, February third, twenty twenty four. This will be uh, Matt Riddle's first pro wrestling event after his WWE firing. I'm gonna say something to you, Vet, and tell me if you okay. agree with me or not um no matt riddle i thought had some potential i'm not gonna say all the potential but i think he had some potential um with what we know of matt riddle with what we know of his uh, inability to um have discipline when it comes to working for a, a company how long before this is pretty dark to ask, but how long before he goes down a very, very deep, quick spiral, especially working on the independent circuit where you know how the locker rooms are there with the guys after the shows, during the shows, what they use, what they don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like how long before this really gets ugly? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Thanks. People like him are unpredictable. You could expect a downward spiral that could never happen, mm-hmm. or it could happen immediately. I I don't know. I mean, look, in the social media age, we judge Matt Riddle a lot. Um, but other than the Me Too incident and whatever, like if that had never been brought to light, I don't know if people would be so up on Matt Riddle's personal life and everything like that. You know, this isn't like, this isn't like a a Jeff Hardy situation where he's actually showing up to the shows fucked up that, that I've heard of, you know, not like that. Uh, I've never seen his performance impaired in a match he's had. He always goes hard in the ring and he seems pretty professional. So in that, in that aspect, but it's all the 
outside of the ring stuff that he does on his personal time that we really shouldn't even know about is when people start having discussions about his life. So I'm not really that interested in doing that. Okay. And I don't care to speculate on his, you know, his countdown clock. That's fair. Uh, John Cena undergoes a successful arm surgery. And with that being said, I, I was going back and forth uh, on Facebook regarding a video that I put up on my TikTok and Instagram, social media. And uh, I had done a video a couple of days ago saying, you know, AEW is becoming uh, dangerous uh, for the wrestlers. Um, and also, and then um, I was going to do a video regarding Juice Robinson who apparently is out for the rest of the year. You, I, I, When you did the show last, I think you did the Wreckage or something like that. What's the last show you did with Jimmy and Chris? Yeah, Wreckage. Wreckage, okay. You were sifted through the Wreckage. So at that time, you guys were speculating on certain things, and and there were, they were injuries that hadn't happened yet. So I'm going to ask you about these. So you have Juice Robinson, who is out for the rest of the year. I don't with know his, how. With I his back. I didn't see it. I don't, know, I don't know either. And then, as I'm logging on to my phone in the morning to get ready to prepare for the juice robinson video i see that mjf mm -hmm. suffered another a major injury um they he had dislocated his hip they had to pop it back into place it was he was really hurt so really he was really hurt like this was a the legit angle injury. where he the angle where he drove back the ambulance that was all a no shoot. okay wasn't a shoot but he is really hurt he's really hurt listen to what i'm saying he hurt himself. He hurt himself on some type of elbow drop. I think it was from the from the apron onto the floor, or something like a la McFoley or whatever. He did he do that during the match? Am I am I reading that correct? He, in the main event match? Yes. Yeah, oh. I think so. All right, and then he oh, because oh yes, because he went to go set Jay White on the table and the table just fell apart. So he right. he climbed up and, and he did the elbow drop anyway. And now with no table to somewhat break the fall, he just splatted right to the concrete because he wanted to, right. you know, so that's when save he hurt the himself. spot. When he also has a bad shoulder. Um, so my question to you is, man, do you agree with me or disagree that it's irresponsible to have a guy who is the face of your company defending a, a, a second-rate tag team title, basically having double, double matches every main? Like, isn't he wrestling in opening and closing every show you think that's not you think that's responsible especially if the guy's hurt that's a mark question i'm asking you a fucking question but right well i'm t and i'm telling you what kind of a question it is it's not a bro if you work let's say you worked an hour-long singles match mm -hmm. you know like rick flair used to do every night yeah or you work two combined segments that you know maybe equal 40 minutes like, is that, what's the difference? I, you, you, I, it, it's, it's the amount of time that you're in the ring and you get to do whatever you want during that time. If this guy wants to jump and do an elbow drop straight to the concrete floor, mm. no one told him he had to do that. No one was going to punish him if he didn't. And once the table fell apart, I know that he just felt like, ah, shit, I got to do this. And he'd rather not, but he did. Right. You're not going to tell MJF or any of those other guys that have that passion, you're not going to tell them, you know, what they're not doing. But if you're, it, when you're booking two matches on one show, that's like, that's like saying that the King of the Ring tournaments in 1993 were irresponsible just because the guys had three matches. Like it's, it's phony wrestling. You're in control. 
If you think that you got to work multiple times and that that's going to be difficult, then you need to adjust what you do accordingly. Mm. I don't have any sympathy for them and I don't blame anybody for booking it that way. Okay. Well, he's not going to miss any, uh, any TV time. He'll probably be doing a lot of character shit, uh, for a couple of weeks until he heals up or whatever. Maybe he'll wrestle hurt. Who the fuck knows? Um, but, uh, you know, AEW is in my opinion, very dangerous. Um, wrestling is dangerous. Uh, I think uh, your mentor, Rip Rogers, said, you know, saying ballet, even though ballet is extremely tough. I know a ballerina that she's uh, she suffers from back pain and leg issues, and she's only 17. Yeah, that was always a bad analogy using the ballet. Is ain't ballet. Like, no, ballet people are talented. <laughs> and it's really fucking hard on their bodies. Like, yeah, these kids, they do this shit and it's, it's tough. But anyway, man, there ain't but, no ultimate warriors of ballet. Let's put it that way. You know, when you mentioned that on the podcast of how these dirt sheets, they take a, was it you? Maybe I'm mixing it up. Well, some, I forgot which podcast I was listening to. might've been wrestling soup or you guys where they were saying that, you know, it's funny how these guys, no, I think it was you, how they'll take one uh, interview interview and they'll chop it up and they'll oh, try to yeah. make stories like yeah, right they'll now listen to one they'll listen to one podcast and then yeah. they'll write three articles using sound bites yep like right now there's uh gunther states that a wrestler chopped him and he bled this yeah. is a story on wrestling inc that's yeah, from the, the same interview that he called the ultimate warrior and he was working you know right working the gimmick but uh anyway it doesn't matter listen man there's not much wrestling stories going on so i think it's i don't know man i guess i don't know well you, you want to talk about gunther bleeding from a chop I, that sounds like a fun time i do not but you know what i do want to do really quickly i would love to maybe strap into the time machine and uh this looks like a good one november 22nd what happened on this day in professional wrestling history Ooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are zooming back, way back. We're in the time of scene. Veteran, he's strapped in. I'm strapped in. We're flying through space and time. and We're going all the way back to 1982. 1982. Yes, we're going all the way back. 1982. Yeah, 1982. Yeah, Elizabeth. 1982 at a WWE house show at Madison Square Garden. WWF champion Bob Backlund wrestled superstar Billy Graham to a double disqualification draw. Pedro Morales retained the Intercontinental Championship against Buddy Rose. Jimmy Snooker defeated Captain Lou Albano. And Rocky Johnson and Tony Gurria defeated Mr. Saito and, and, Ricky, Mr. Oh. and Ricky Choshu. In the main oh, event, wow. okay. two out of three falls. Tell us about Ricky Cho Choshu. Cho -cho -cho. Well, you see, Ricky Choshu was this guy that was kind of a little bit after Inoki or around the same time. I don't know if uh, they thought he was ever going to like be like the heir apparent, but when you look at him, he just looks like some kind of mildly in shape guy. Okay. I never heard of the guy, but I was laughing. I was laughing at the, uh, 
the Captain Lou Albano versus Jimmy Snuka match. That must have been fucking <laughs> five stars. Captain Lou Albano bro. was a horrible wrestler. He's the worst. He's absolutely the most legendary shitty wrestler I've ever seen. He was, you know, I had gone down a rabbit hole when I was looking at certain. So I went down a rabbit hole of wrestlers, managers that I knew wrestling. So I looked at old um, uh, classy Freddie Blassie. uh, I looked at old Bobby Heenan. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a bump machine, man. He was awesome. Right. Um, all these old managers were so awesome, you know. But some of them were good, like like Freddie Blassie was. He used to file. No, Freddie Blassie was amazing, bro. Yeah. He used to file or you yeah. know gimmick file his teeth and bite people. It was, it was so, so yeah, cool. Dude. And then I saw a match <laughs> with Captain Lou Albano. Oh my god, he was so bad. He threw this punch. It was like a weird side uppercut where he hit you with the side of the hand it was like a i can't yeah. i can't say it on, i describe he it probably, on audio. He, he probably he probably threw that one punch and then walked around like adjusting his yeah. tights and walked around the whole ring just like <laughs> so fuck that guy was the worst bro the worst great manager great personality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he is the epitome the epitome of making a career uh, with character um but this guy was the shit who's your favorite wrestling manager that was a wrestler before manager well bobby heenan obviously i mean come on that's just amazing you know who else was great who was great um mr fuji oh of course yes mr fuji Fuji and fuji and i thought you were gonna say fuji and saito because they were a great team in this in the 70s 80s um toru tanaka and mr fuji great Mm -hmm. tag team like so underrated so underappreciated um what was uh here's another one um as as bad as dino bravo was as a wrestler right uh-huh. and you remember when he had frenchie martin with him oh frenchie martin yes right frenchie martin was that good as a, a worker in his day mm-hmm. like i was watching some frenchie martin matches be like yo i haven't seen i have to check him out frenchie martin frenchie martin was really good um lord alfred hayes wasn't a manager but he was you know kind of like the mcmahon sidekick thing but he was a good worker fun like, fact fun fact about lord Alf- Al- lord alfred hayes and you can google this um he is le- a legend for his hammer oh yeah. okay he's got a big penis i see i see um, that's okay yeah i'm thinking about other managers <sighs> remember um I, this guy is one of my favorite managers of all time, Gary Hart. Gary Hart, yeah. Now, see, I didn't get to see Gary Hart work. I haven't seen him work either. Now I'm thinking. I just, I'm just thinking. Like, I wonder if he was any oh, good man. as a wrestler. Who? You're Paul Ellering, right? You remember how jacked he was? Paul Ellering was even he as was a manager. Super jacked. Yes, but he got hurt. That's why he couldn't wrestle yeah. anymore. He was part of yeah. the the original AWA Legion of Doom, if I'm correct. Yeah, dude. Great fucking. I don't work. remember if he could work or not, but he was jacked. He was, but he was small. But who wasn't? He was short. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Dundee got over. So. Yeah. Well, a lot of bodybuilders, like professional bodybuilders, are short because it's easier to be wide when you're already short. Uh, Oh, uh, Aaron Ben Slowo, Oliver Humperdinck. Was he he a worker? worker? I don't know if he was a worker. I don't know. Harvey Whippleman. Harvey Whippleman. He's a man of all. Also not a worker. But apparently, extremely. He took he took bumps and you know did shit like that. But 
not he wasn't he wasn't like he he was a he was a he was like a hanger on that they let be a manager not like a wrestler that turned into a manager i don't think frank's big rest says brooke hogan brooke hogan hmm yeah does she have a wrestle i don't remember does she have a wrestle in tna she probably was in matches i wouldn't call it wrestling no remember nick hogan was supposed to wrestle didn't he just recently get another like DUI? Yeah, he's just, don't drink and drive, folks. It's Thanksgiving. Listen, man, I know it can be expensive, but get an Uber, get a cab, get get a friend that has. It'll a never be more expensive to get a cab than all the legal bills, all the property damage, all the years in jail, or anything else that might happen as a result of you being, you know, irresponsible. I- uh, you know, Aaron Ben, you said Terry Reynolds, but I'm gonna say the greatest wrestler woman manager is probably Sherry Martell. Yeah, Terry Reynolds wasn't a worker either. Uh, Sherry, sensational Sherry was really, really good. And when she came over from the AWA, uh, if I'm correct, she was a babyface when she came over from the AWA at the time because she was AWA champion. Who she lose the title to? She, I think, she lost it to Wendy Richter. When Wendy Richter defected. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys out there. But anyway, all right, let's fast forward here. <clears throat> let's go to 1984. NWA's Starcade took place in Greensboro, North Kakalaki. That's North Carolina for all you city folk. Uh, the main event was called the Million Dollar. I remember this the Million Dollar Challenge for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Ric Flair successfully defended the title against the American dream Dustin Rhodes daddy and uh, won a kayfabe $1 million prize money a special guest referee for the title match was boxer no you don't know alright I'll give you a hint he he uh, he went uh, 100 what is it he went he went 16 rounds not 15 he went all oh, 26 rounds I'm sorry with a uh, handsome dancing Dan Heffern Oh, Al Robinson. No, Joe Frazier. Oh. The smoking one. He didn't go 26 rounds. Oh. <laughs> Let's fast forward to 1990. <clears throat> this is where, where wrestling really starts getting special. The fourth annual Survivor Series took place. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the debut of The Undertaker. This happened today. Your thoughts, man? I love the Undertaker. When you were, a kid, it was a little weird when it was Brother Love coming out with him, but that's true. That was his first manager. Yeah, <clears throat> but then uh, was it his first manager, Brother Love? Yeah. Okay. That's who. We, that's who that's he right. introduced this person on this Survivor Series night. That's right. Uh, my question to you is that uh, so nineteen? How old were you in nineteen ninety? Uh, in nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh, nine. So you were nine. Shit, so I was how old was I? Does it matter? Was this the one with the gobbledygooker too? Probably. Yes. Yes, that it was. That should be this day in history. Yes, it was. Is the gobbledygooker. Um so two questions for this uh this event. First, um, do you remember as a nine year old seeing the Undertaker for the first time? What did you think? Oh, he was instantly my favorite wrestler because <laughs> he looked cool. Just like the way he moved. Remember, he, he used to move a little more like like a robot. Yeah, yeah. 
on the Take It Wizard. I thought it was a good look and a good gimmick and a cool name. And yeah, I just liked everything about it um, as, a, as a kid. So at this time, when you saw that big egg, who did you, do you remember as a kid who you thought was in there? Because I had, I thought it was like a wrestler. Well, yeah, I, I didn't even know, like, I wouldn't even <clears> think it was a person. I, I didn't know what the hell they were going to do. I thought it was going to be Ric Flair. And you, fucking. Really? You really thought Ric Flair was just going <clears> to <throat> come out of an egg just being, ex just fresh off a million dollar challenge. He was going to be like. Well, we're talking about almost 10 years after this, but you're not paying attention to the. Yes. Not 10 years. The million dollar chance happened in 1984, and this is 1990. Six, six years later, it's not that long. Well, I thought it was Ric Flair. And it wasn't. It was a chicken, man. It was a. Who was it? Chavo? Eddie Guerrero? Who was it? It was a Spanish guy. I want to say it was Hector. <clears throat> Hector Guerrero, yeah. I was going to say Hector Garza. <laughs> the 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 gobbledygooker's grandfather uh clawed at him in a dream <laughs> cracked an egg cracked an egg over yeah, his cracked crotch. the egg vet <laughs> <laughs> yes it's nineteen ninety two we're gonna go to the land of the rising sun I'm sure you're gonna Ooh. like this one you ready Ooh. for this one yeah all right in Tokyo we have the oh Ultimo. really really Tokyo Tokyo okay. Japan yeah hey. Mm -hmm. You have uh, Ultimo Dragon. He defeats. What? Really? El Ultimo Dragon. What year? 1992. He defeated El Samurai to capture the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Also on the show, Vet, mm -hmm. the Steiner Brothers lost the IWGP Tag Team Championships to the team of Scott Norton and Tony Halme. Or Helm. Halme. Halme would soon thereafter compete in the WWE under the name Ludwig Borga. Right. Your thoughts on Ludwig Borga and his potential? Shoot Nazi, I believe. No. Yeah. No fucking way. I, I didn't know that. Hmm. That's fucking horrible. Fuck him. Well, that's what I've heard. You know, I oh never met God. him. I mean, allegedly, fuck him. Mm -hmm. But Ultimo Dragon, man, I remember he came out in one WWE game. Which one was it? Was it SmackDown versus Raw? No, it was Bring, Bring the Pain, right? I I think that's right. I, I'm pretty sure it was Here Comes the Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, because I have that game. So Here Comes the Pain. Um, Ultimo Dragon, uh, why didn't he make it, man? That guy was so great. Um, yeah, well, historically, uh, WWE not really knowing what to do with foreign wrestlers, masked yeah. wrestlers. He was both. Also, he's a little bit towards the end of his career, more so than the beginning. Mm -hmm. But in 2002, when he was there, that's when like literally everybody was there. Like every like everybody that was ever anybody in wrestling was in the WWE for that one year in two thousand two, um. So, mm. Wait. let's fast forward to nineteen ninety eight WCW World War Three. This is now the WCW is kind of declining at this point. You know, it's not as good as it was. Um, what was the year? I didn't catch it. Nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. And we're coming from the Palace in Auburn Hills in Michigan where Kevin Nash would win 
the infamous Battle Royal by eliminating, ele eliminating Lex Luger to receive a WCW World Heavyweight Championship match at Starcade. In the main event, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Bret Hart to the main event. Diamond Dallas Page defeated Bret Hart to retain the WCW United States Championship. That's the main event, brother. Pay per view. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I have nothing to say about this. You? Uh, yeah. Well, um, Kevin Nash would then obviously go on to have Goldberg tasered so he could end the undefeated streak at Starcade that year. Elizabeth says he was a member of the Finnish Parliament. That's right. Kevin Nash was a member of the. Finnish Parliament, yes, big sexy. Mm -hmm. Or oh, was it Ludwig? Oh, uh, yes, it was probably Ludwig. I'm sorry, my apologies. What is what is the Finnish uh, Parliament? What is that? Uh, it doesn't really matter, does okay. it? Okay, so it's the KKK. All right, got the, it. The Parliament in Finland, right. <laughs> the government, whatever. Um, 1999 WCW Nitro. Right, did I just say this? Oh no. No, it's from the same place. Nice. All right, so WCW Nitro uh, from Auburn Hills, Michigan. Creative Control. Creative Control. Gerald and Patrick defeated the Filthy Animals. Who the fuck is Gerald and Patrick? Uh, was that... Um, did, did Would they call the Harris Brothers that at some point? Oh, yes. Creative Control, yes. Yeah, the bald guys. I, I could be wrong. I feel like I'm right, but uh, I don't remember. There's a lot of shit I tuned out of that era. Sorry. So, chat, can you? Sorry, channel up? attitude. I don't want to. I don't want to look it up right now. Chat, can you help me out here? Who was Creative Control? So, if you guys can leave that, but they won. Creative Control defeated Billy Kidman and Conan to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. Elsewhere on the card, we had a new WCW champion, <clears throat> the new WCW champion, Bret Hart, retained the title against Jeff Jarrett, Dean Malenko. Defeated against Chris Benoit in a flag match. What flag match? What flag? Who? Dean Malenko Wait, who and Chris Benoit. Dean Malenko defeated Chris Benoit in a flag match in the main event. Uh, uh, U.S. versus Canada, I guess. The Outsiders in the main event. The Outsiders defeated uh, Goldberg and Sid Vicious. What? The fuck was going on in 1999? Anyway, dark times. And the same day on WWF on Raw in Buffalo, New York. Oh, it was the Harris brothers. Is that what? what Larry right. They, they're corroborating now that yes, I was indeed correct. Thank you, Media the Harris. Five. Thank you, Labrat. Um, uh, in Buffalo, New York, on the same. Let's see how these these two cards uh, compare here. In Buffalo, New York, we have Mr. McMahon was out to seek revenge on Degeneration X, and the Hollies defeated Al Snow and Mankind. Also, Kurt Angle defeated Mark Henry. The Big Show retained the WWF Championship against Kane. Okay. Triple H fought the uh, the Acolytes in a handicap match uh, that went to a no contest. And Mae Young, I remember this, became slightly intoxicated during the entertainment segment for... Uh, an entertaining segment for Stephanie McMahon's bridal shower. Do you remember this shit? That one, yeah. I remember None this of the matches lady. you said ring a bell, but but that uh, was a moment. May Young getting drunk and stumbling around backstage and wherever the fuck they were. That was cool. I remember that. <laughs> um. By the way, Stephanie McMahon is still my all time pro wrestling crush. Okay, we weren't worried about it, but um, thank you for let, updating us. Just letting you guys 
just understand that. Anyway. Well, you had some wonderful words about Sherry Martell. Are you sure she didn't replace Stephanie as your all timer? Okay. Never. Still Steph. Got it. Stephanie's got to be Stephanie. Write Old. that down, chat. Write Please. that down. Thank it's you. Stephanie. 2004 WWE Raw once again came to Buffalo, New York, where Chris Benoit defeated Edge in the main event steel cage match, and Trish Stratus retained the WWE's Women Championship against Leela, Lita and Molly Holly. That must have been a fucking great match. Uh, 2005, we have SmackDown taping from Sheffield, England. Juventud Guerrera defeated Nunzio for the WWE Cruiserweight title, and Chris Benoit retained the United States Championship against Booker T. That sounds like a great. That sounds like a, another good match, man. Good, some good shit there. <clears throat> okay, we got something different here. 2008, vet at mm-hmm. ROH Rising Above in Illinois, Nigel McGuinness retained the ROH World Heavyweight title against Brian Danielson. Austin Aries defeated Jimmy Jacobs in an I Quit match. Isn't he one of your favorite wrestlers? And in the main event, Samoa Joey defeated uh, Tyler Black. I wonder what happened to that Tyler Black kid. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares. Yo, Nigel McGillis, McGillis, McGinnis, I actually liked him a lot. Hmm. Uh, When he came over to TNA, uh, shortly after this run in ROH, I was like, wow, this guy is fucking good. Um, I thought he was a great character. I thought he he knew how to cut a promo. Solid wrestler. I mean, not the biggest guy, but, you know, not the smallest guy at the same time. I thought he would be a huge deal. Uh, I thought he would go to WWE. Uh, unfortunately, he did suffer an injury, and he was never the same again. Your thoughts on Nigel McGuinness, Vet? Um, Nigel McGuinness is always pretty good, but I guess I would not have seen a lot of his prime years. I just really didn't watch Ring of Honor like that. I didn't watch it a ton either, but I knew of him and I had seen some of his matches around that time. Yeah. You would hear, like I would hear about him versus Danielson as a rivalry, you know, uh, even more so like to me, I'm sure ring of honor fans, longtime ring of honor fans would probably disagree, but I'm just saying for me, that was more prevalent. Like as far as making it, you know, making news to me than say like punk versus Joe rivalry or any of those type of things. I heard more about Danielson versus McGinnis at that time. Yeah. Danielson's name was out there. And this is the time where yeah, the internet was, a, was already mainstream, but YouTube wasn't out there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People still right. <coughs> tape trading and uh, doing the whole magazine thing. But yeah, Danny, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson was a pretty big deal. Um, 2009 Survivor Series took place in Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. Um, we had a triple threat. We had, what is it? Uh, let me see. Both world titles were successfully defended. Triple threat matches. Uh, world Heavyweight Champion The Undertaker defeated both members of Jarrah's show. And John Cena retained the WWE Championship against D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. So, fun fact, um, uh, The Professor... And Tommy Wonder will be doing, not this week, they're off this week, but they're going to be doing like a post, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, a fallout for Survivor Series uh, retro show where they will be reviewing the 2009 Survivor Series. So look out for that. Why? No offense, but That's what I'm they just, curious or literally why. I have no clue. They just tell me what they're going to do. And I'm okay. like, okay. And I just make the thumbnail. It's not even like the kind of anniversary <clears throat> that you would 
it's like the 14 year anniversary of survivor series 09 like it's uh, uh, there must be some significance that they know that we don't know about that show well from what i understand uh they want to uh put a chick in it make it laying uh lame and gay does that make sense no because that makes sense to me i don't know why they're doing this but again look out for this survivor series uh yeah it's coming 2009 john cena yeah so you know we're gonna be doing that so that's gonna be cool so that's right listen the world man. was well and sick of john cena in 2009 yeah he was really fucking people were booing the shit out of him around that time right mm-hmm. well what about in 2010 with a lot of things happened in wrestling this this day just so you know that uh the miz crashed oh i'm sorry cashed in his money in the bank briefcase to defeat randy orton for the wwf championship um Orton had defended against Wade Barrett. And remember Wade Barrett's coming out with a long coat and a fucking flower on his jacket? I guess. I forgot until just now when you said that. Me too. 2015, the vacant WWE title was decided in a tournament at Survivor Series in Atlanta, Georgia. Roman Reigns. This is 2015, so we're talking almost 10 years ago here now. Wow, time fucking flies. Roman Reigns defeated Dean Ambrose to win the WWE title for the very first time, only to lose the title moments later when Sheamus cashed in the money in the bank. I remember this. I was at a bar with a bunch of friends. Who was that with? I, I was at a bar a good with good old fashioned Donnie Brook. Dude, people were fucking angry. When Sheamus came in and fucking cashed in and took the belt off of Roman Reigns. Um, your thoughts, Brad? Do you remember this? Not really. Nah. I mean, I do, but I don't. I feel you, bro. Well, do you remember that the, the Undertaker and Kane faced uh, uh, and defeated Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and the Wyatt family? No. Okay. It was to commemorate the... 25th anniversary of the undertaker in the wwe in 2016 uh smackdown auto from ottawa uh chad gale and jason chad gable you fucking cocksucker chad gable and jason jordan won a tag team turmoil and received the shot smacked uh, smackdown tag team titles at tlc also james ellsworth defeated aj styles in a ladder match for a smackdown live contract now we know for a fact that the vet is a huge james ellsworth fan uh your thoughts there's a reason that this era is mostly forgotten 2018 rev pro pack who's pack pock um yeah, aka the bastard you know neville yeah i know um uh, is back okay pack is back yeah, Pack is back. Took place at Portsmouth. Okay, Pack Pack defeated Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey, why does that name ring a bell? Who's Mike Bailey? Speedball Mike Bailey. Speedball Mike Bailey. Twenty twenty, exactly thirty years to the day from the WW from his WWF debut, the Undertaker came back, so on and so forth. Uh, various friends, famous opponents. All right, so they they pay tribute to the Undertaker. We had Mick Foley, Kane, Triple H, Savio Vega. That's so random. And many others took place in a ring ceremony featuring uh, a projection. I remember this of the late Paul Barra. Ceremony was uh, definitive at the end. Okay, so Undertaker. All right, 
that's it for this week in wrestling. Uh, we have notable uh, deaths. Bison Smith, you know who that is? Yeah, he did a lot of stuff in <laughs> Japan, mostly. Passed away in uh, 2011. We have uh, what a name. That is, a, I think it's a good name. It's a, it's a man's name, Bison Smith. And uh, oh my god, this is gonna be fucking tough. Sin Sinu Sinuharu. Sikiyama. Yeah, whatever. He died twenty twenty two. Um, hey, if you guys want to get on the uh, the internet, and I personally like this man very, very much. I've had him uh, three times on a podcast, and he's a very delightful person. In my humble opinion, you can wish a happy birthday to uh, the great Ed Ferrara. And if I do this, vet, do you know who this is? Lash LaRue, born 1976. He's 47 years old, the son of a bitch. How you, think, how you feel now? Remember uh, Lash LaRue? Does he, I don't remember that. What does he, does he have a podcast now that everybody can go follow? Or He probably does. Everybody has a fucking podcast. Does he and Lodi have a podcast together? Fucking Lodi. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've strung this on long enough. It is time to review NXT. It's NXT 2.0, right? NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, let's review NXT. Big Green Well, hold on. I don't know what the hell I just did there. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT, November 21st, 2023. We have a couple of matches headlining today. We have the WWE NXT Women's Championship match. Not this is the this is the real karate Carmen. She's going to be facing off against uh, Becky Lynch Light. Who else we got here? We got a couple of matches here. Ladies and gentlemen, Noam Dar defeats his uh, defends his uh, Heritage Cup and more. So why don't we uh, just jump into this vet? Well, we're jumping right into it because our first match is this Heritage Cup match. What? With Chad Gale. With Chad <laughs> Gale. Shoosh. Shoosh, please. please. Yeah, Chad Gale versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup Championship of the Championship. And... uh Yeah, so I usually give a round-by-round round breakdown. And so I'll start with round one. No decision. <laughs> Time out. By the way, this is a um this match, this is a like a first time in America that we get all these rounds, right? It's never been gone this far. Well, we'll get to that as we okay. go. Don't don't right. get ahead of us. All right, I'm excited. I mean, this could this could end in two rounds. You know you're right. Another fall. So you're right. that you could make history that way too. But uh in the second fall, um I believe Gable got Poked in the eyes? The dick. No. So what happened was... Mensa is like he went over to the corner and Mensa did something to him. What did he do? He did a scorpion kick. He did a scorpion kick. Yeah, so he did like a like okay. a spinning sport, like a, like a scorpion kick. The referee didn't see... It was actually so well done. I had right. to go back to take a look to see what the fuck happened. Right. I couldn't do that at the time. I had to just... Right. 
roll with it. Yep, Scorpion Kick. So you're watching yeah, okay. it at three so times a, the speed? It was a... No, no, I was watching it, but, like, I, all I saw was Chad... All I saw was Chad Gable lean over the ropes, and then I just assumed he got poked in the eyes because he came back kind of selling. I didn't even see what Oro did. I just saw him move. That's This is the best thing Oro did in his entire WWE career. Yeah, it has to be, right? So, Great. okay, so it was a scorpion kick, and then... As Chad Gable feeds back out, Noam Dar hits the Nova Roller and pins him right there for a fall. Um, round three goes to no decision. Uh, if you have anything you remember from these, go ahead and hold your hand up and stop me. Yeah, round four goes to no decision. I believe one or most of these was in a picture-in-picture break. Um, round three. In the fifth round, uh, Gable hits a rolling German into a bridge pin and he ties it up at one to one. But as he's going back to the corner, Dar is like, I'm not selling that. So he just gets up and gives him a Superman punch to the back of the head. Um, so Gable goes back selling like, so fuck your German suplex. I guess it was good enough to beat me. Not good enough for me to, you know, sell it or anything, but well, he was stunned. He was stunned. Yeah. It's a little stunned, slightly stunned from the, you know, getting dropped on your head and neck. Right. But, uh, Round six, mm-hmm. which no American Heritage Cup, no no Heritage Cup match on U.S. soil has ever gone to a sixth round. <laughs> okay, good to know. Never. Uh, and then uh, the time runs out um, while Noam Dar has the ankle or is in the ankle lock. So he survives. Mm-hmm. He taps out after the bell has rung. Right. And then Kelly Kincaid, which since when is she announcing things like this but Who she knows? announces that I- i'll take it she fine okay. so she, she announced whatever she wants yeah. uh she announces that it is a tie and that that therefore the tie goes to the champion and noam dar retains his heritage cup and then afterwards otis uh sexually harasses lash legend <laughs> and then uh, so would i by the way yeah i mean you know no I one love, can really blame otis i'm I just reporting it I'm reporting it as it happened, Ray. Um, so yeah, and then uh, Alpha Academy danced together. Um, so my, you know, before you give your thoughts on this whole deal, my first thought as soon as this match was over was, I think Noam Dar should just go right for that Intercontinental Championship, because, you know, if we expect to believe that. Chad Gable is within a hair's breadth of beating Walter (laughs) for the Intercontinental Championship with his family in the audience and everything. And then he struggles and still can't beat Noam Dar. Noam Dar, the the one guy that's smaller than Chad Gable. I think Noam Dar's got a legit shot at the Intercontinental Championship. Forget The Miz. The Miz ain't winning nothing at Survivor Series. Put Noam Dar in that spot and let him end Walter's streak. Okay, so... I'm going to give credit to uh, the play-by, to Booker T and Gimmick Jones that was doing play-by-play because they, at the top of the match, I don't know if you meant, you remember this, they mentioned that, you know, styles make matches. So when Chad Gable, who is also very strong, but he's much faster than Gunther, gave him that problem. That's why he was able to do that. But this is the first time, you know, Gable's going to be in a ring one-on-one with somebody just as fast, even faster than he is and and almost as technical as he is 
So they put that over to kind of give an excuse as to why Chad Gable would have a problem against Noam Dar. And you know what? I'm not going to shit on it. I get it. I really do get it. Um, I've seen this in, in MMA. I've seen this in, in boxing where, you know, you have like a, a heavyweight who fights another heavyweight, a similar style, and he handles him quickly, but then he fights somebody who's doesn't have a, lot, a ton of power, but can, you know, he he's really right. Good. When Mike Tyson went 12 rounds with Julio Cesar Chavez, like we all could see <laughs> how, I get it. I, yeah, I know, it, it took everything Mike had to put him down finally. Cause he just couldn't catch the guy. Yeah. Listen, I, I, yeah. I'll tell you this, man. I, I am a huge fan of Noam Dar. Um, ring ring wise like this yeah, the way, yeah. like this i i don't know what you felt about this match i fucking enjoyed the match like just the chain wrestling the technical wrestling um i i the character work um you know the interference from outside i th i thought this match had a little bit of everything except for the fact that yes there were times i was like damn but chad gable went the distance with fucking gunther that was in the back of my mind. It it didn't take away from how much I enjoyed this match, though. I felt it felt very much to me like, and I'm not comparing these guys, but like WCW first match of the night, Nitro, you know, Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I got a text message from Rick Vickery last night, and he's like, "Um, those match, what is it? Match by rounds on NXT are terrible." Um, <laughs> and I, you know. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I personally enjoyed it, and I thought this was a very good match. But I have to give you credit, Vet. You are 100% correct. In the back of my mind the entire time was you see Chad Gable in the, in a, you know, with fucking Gunther. And it's like, you know, he should fucking wipe the floor with this kid. Mm -hmm. But I understand the, I think they put thought into having the announcers, like I said, you know, put over the fact that. He's facing somebody that's faster than him, so he's gonna have some trouble. So, well, I wonder if the announcers have to come up with this kind of shit on their own sometimes, because probably the way I yeah. the way I think about it is like you could have because there's all this this gaga on the outside of the ring, you could have easily constructed a match where the story is very simply told that chad gable is constantly getting harassed and jabbed at and scorpion kicked and like these people are like okay. that is the reason and that didn't exist in the walter match because the other guys weren't even at ringside for that and as a matter of fact if you've noticed every one of those matches that walter has mm -hmm. the imperium guys aren't out there you don't need them. Like he straight up beats everybody, which heels normally don't do. Yeah. So this is sort of a unique heelish run. The only really thing that makes uh, Gunther a heel is that it, it, they just say he is. You don't give a fuck about you. I would love to see Gunther against fucking Brock Lesnar. Right. Well, you know. I, I know. I know. I, Lots of things we would love head. to see that have have just gone by the wayside. But um, he's so good, dude. Like that guy should be the world champion. I'm telling you, I just, I've been saying it. Everybody's you are right, man. Gunther catching is, up, catching up to me from five years ago. I'm, I'm glad no, I, I'm going to put it over. I was like, Gunther really, you know, Walt, he's Walt vet is the one that demanded that I watch his matches. And I thank you I for refused to work with Ray until he watched. <laughs> nah, man, it was like this guy's and, and I was listening to his uh, interview on Chris Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you can tell, like, you know, he comes like, yeah, he was obviously out of character, but still in character.
Right. Protecting the business. That's his gimmick is protecting the business. Just like on his social media, he says, you know, like, like it's all, it's all WWE shit, except for when he got married, he put up like two or three mm -hmm. pictures and that was it. And then it's all right. WWE. That's the way it should be, you know? And, uh, man, I have, I love Gunta. He's fantastic. And I thank the vet for this, man. Cause I, I would have never probably watched the guy nxt uk or even known knew of him if it wasn't for that so credit to you sir well i'll be here to give everybody a heads up on where they can expect to see everybody in the next five six years so just uh, great He's tweet me all your all your questions on who's going to be over in six years and i'll tell you now uh speaking of over jbl is here and he's gonna pick his iron survivor challenge people and uh you know jbl gives off the impression that he might actually watch nxt sometimes but right <laughs> but even though he probably didn't make these picks of course but he he does seem like he knew who they were at least mm -hmm. um and uh so he chooses carmelo hayes and the way he said it was like of course i got to choose carmelo hayes right. you know like duh i can't believe he hasn't already been chosen right. you know but then he picks the josh briggs which would make sense as a pick for a jbl because he's going to see that big ass country yes. dude and be like yeah I, I could understand this guy um and then he also picks blair davenport right well, and thea hale right? right and it all just seems like you know as he's saying this even though it's a gimmick you still feel like I think JBL made some honest picks here. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I was it's like you were in my head, man. I was thinking the same exact thing. Whereas whereas Lita, you know, is like they hand her a piece of like a three by five card and she's like, I guess. You could see her like like she's on the phone, but you could see her looking off to the side a little bit because somebody's holding up a fucking board with right. the names on them. Right. And and ultimately even more so than Lita, mick foley or anybody when jerry the king lawler does it next week that's going to be the ultimate i don't know who any of these people are i'm hearing these names for the first time god after coming him. out of my mouth <laughs> god bless yeah. me god bless so the look king. forward to that mm -hmm. but it's time for the uh the championship match uh we're, we're getting a cup match and a championship match they are really had a smart booking on this oh. this card ray uh, because uh, Zia Lee and Lyra Valkyria are walking to the ring. Okay, question, so, bam, question. Yeah, huh? When they came out second, did you automatically say this ain't right? Something's weird here. You wanna, you want the truth? The truth is, I just assumed that they had some huge main event for tonight that I had forgotten about. <laughs> I was like, wow, we're going to this already, huh? I was, I just woke up. I'm out of it. I'm slightly out of it. You know. What does it say? It says, Ray, I bet, uh, Mike Martin says, Ray, I bet Nick Khan has something different to say about that because I'm sure he wants someone that is very marked. You know, is that Gun Walter again? Yeah, talking about Walter. I think Walter is extremely marketable. And now listening to a couple of shoot interviews that he's done, he's eloquent. He's well, for a guy that he's just learned the, the English language not too long ago, eloquent, very well spoken. Um, since he's trimmed down, might I even say, uh, like a like a manly handsome you know like i think the guy has it can you picture walter walking out on fucking david letterman or some shit like that in a fucking nice suit with the belt on his shoulder i could see it i think walter an international superstar i think he can you know i mean i think walter's it is, everything it is their job to make everyone they hire marketable yeah. otherwise why'd you hire him yeah that's how i think about mm. it but yeah 
Um, but you could also you could also say you could you with with Walter you can market legitimacy. And yes. if you're looking at a UFC and WWE under the same umbrella, and you want to if you want to lean more towards realism and sports than you know goofy cinematic comedies and 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 ridiculous characters it, he would be a guy that you could go in that direction with if that's the direction you want to go in not for nothing if you saw walter right and you didn't know that he was a wwe wrestler and i told you this guy's the ufc heavyweight champion yeah you'd believe that probably you he's believable it looks like believable. some kind of some kind of uh, athlete and yeah if you saw the guy in the airport you'd be like who is that what is he is he a, a professional rugby player is he like he just looks like something you know like impressive he's an impressive man i, I love the guy all right coming soon uh to channelattitude.com the walter appreciation podcast yes sir starring big ray in the bit That's uh it. we also speak of sports um apparently wwe's worked something out with the big 12 conference uh to do like championship belts or something for whoever oh, yeah, wins yeah. that you know deal That's so they dope. put that over there um and then the uh the family comes through the olive garden kitchen this time they're coming through the back like you know it's like goodfellas or something they're doing this this whole right. gimmick and then they they go and they sit down at their usual table and that uh that chick gives them a toast says, I like hey, hey. remember remember when they got surprised and and tony d'angelo reaches for a gun did you notice that or no? Wait, what? So remember when it, when they came through the 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 doorway, and everybody's like, "Hey!" and they get startled. Tony D'Angelo does one of these, like he, <laughs> like he reaches into his jacket. No, I, I missed, you missed it. He reached into his jacket. He's like, "Oh!" and he goes, "Oh, you guys!" <laughs> I was okay. like, "Oh, this guy's reaching for his gun," which was great. So yeah. little things, little things. All right. Anything else to add to this kitchen? I got restaurant? hungry. You got a little hungry. I got hungry. I got they didn't even have the food yet. I think they just sat down here. But I knew where they were, and I love the breadsticks there. Just yeah. saying. Well, when you're there, you're family. <laughs> and the family's there. Uh, I'm sorry, but hold on. Okay. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, Trick and Mello <laughs> are going to have a little powwow in the locker room. And, of course, the totally logical and very realistic and believable old, I got to do this on my own thing yeah. um which this is fine in this case because uh you know josh briggs is not a known cheater and the other guys don't really help him so like in this sense it's okay it's dumb when they say shit like that when it's like i gotta go face a member of the judgment day i need right. to do this on my own when there's four right. other people there uh but you know in this case i guess it's okay but it's still a little it's it's just lazy writing that's all hold on um medium five just understand i've been to the olive garden i don't eat there normally okay my friend um i go to real italian restaurants but i do love their breadsticks don't so. worry about medium five he eats frozen <clears throat> pizzas from the grocery store zaya um <clears throat> while lyra's making her entrance mm -hmm. the champion first of course and then uh zaya lee just kicks her during the entrance she comes out and hits her with the zaya kick stiff <laughs> my the best my favorite part of this whole night is after she lays lyra out booker t goes she should have drank the tea vic yes <laughs> <laughs> yo i i think booker t 
and Vic Joseph make a I, at first I wasn't too sure about their their tandem, but they seem like they really work well together and they and I think I can't speak for them, but I think they enjoy doing this. Like you could you could hear it the way they bounce off of each other, especially Booker T. Um, I was very like weird about it, but I think he's been so good to listen to on this, on this. Um, and it's little things like that. It should have drunk the tea. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Yeah. He, Booker can definitely make that. He's, he's great, man. Um, all right. So we, our, our, uh, our championship match is in doubt now because of right. this. Do you, um, did you like the way she was selling, like kind of look, look, having like the concussed look on her face? I, I don't think anybody does it good. You don't want to pick her up and just make out with her. I mean, I, I always do. Doesn't she's, matter if she gets kicked or not. She's a good looking girl, right? Slowkey thick. She's a good looking. She's jacked. She is, but she's like, like she's nice, fit, but nice, you know, pretty face. In any case, we have yeah. standby matches Turkey. ready to go. Uh, Stuff. <laughs> Standby matches: Idris and Malik, Ray's favorite tag team oh, versus Ray's second favorite tag team, Ghost Scratch. I rather watch Ghost Scratch. I rather Would watch you? Ghost Scratching their balls than these two fucking That's... morons. These two pieces of shit. Well, I'm talking about the Idris uh, Elba and fucking Malik Yoba. Fuck them. I'm glad. I'm glad they lose all the time. When are they going to get released? Vet. Matter of time. It's just, uh, we'll just have to see. Fucking worst. They're the worst. They stink. You guys suck. Fucking jobbers. Jobbers. I never use that word, jobbers. You fucking jobbers. Make you $40,000 a year. I make more than you. What? Well, do you have anything to, you have anything to add to this? I mean, you got to see them do the job. Well, the jobs yes. they are. One note I had during this match. Okay. Um, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, that finisher, <clears throat> you need to change it. There is so much that can go wrong. And uh, so one, so Garza throws the guy up in the air. Humberto kicks the guy in the face. I get it. It's cool and everything like that. I think maybe throwing him up in the air and, and catching him in like a 3D type thing, like a cutter or... Maybe if you can figure a way of getting him into it, like grabbing him, DDTing him or something like that, where he takes a flat bump. Too much bad can happen with that finisher. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, it looked a little stiff, and I just see too like possibly they can injure themselves. I mean, injure somebody in the in the ring. Um, if that's their finish, they should change it. Uh, your thoughts? Ah, you only live once. Okay, Just fuck do, it. Do your finish. Moves get over. That's that's the thing that's gonna put butts in the seats, right? Moves. No. Just okay. Well, so do that. your moves, guys. Do but, all uh, the moves that your dead grandfather taught you. But every time Idris and Malik are on my TV, I could care less. I re I legit can care less. They are the worst. They have no character. You're, they do you're all mad that you got worked. You're, can, you're even mad at the kid that didn't do anything at all to you. Go get a tattoo of my anything to on you, face. actually. He was nowhere near the tattoo parlors or anything. He was just minding his own business, and you still hate him, too. Okay, Lyra Valkyria is going through the uh, concussion protocols, I guess. Whatever. As the camera sneaks a peek Whatever. in the trainer's room. See, I like that. Mm, a little something. Uh, then we check in with the country trio. Um, 
and uh Mello makes his entrance and then we get uh Briggs versus Mello. Sure do. So go ahead and uh I'll let you discuss this match. So here's the funny thing. I think JBL did such a good job at putting Briggs over and and kind of saying, you know, I see myself in this kid. And I was like, oh shit, I never looked at it that way. And then when I actually looked at it that way and I looked at Briggs, I'm like, wow, Briggs looks good. So now I'm starting to, so I'm thinking about what JBL said and I'm correlating it with what I see in the ring. I'm like, holy shit, he's a huge guy. He moves well. He does the hottest, um, what is it? Uh, what do you call it? Hot tag. He does one of the best hot tags in the business. Let's see what this kid has. I mean, he's never going to be Carmelo Hayes, but fuck it. Right. But I'm watching this match and I'm like, man, this guy is, he could fucking really be a main eventer in NXT. I don't know about mm-hmm. w, like WWE in general, but I think Josh Briggs is, if, if he tones up, bulks up just a little bit, I think the guys, do you remember, do you remember when he started in NXT, how he looked? Well, shit, he's always wearing a shirt up until this time. <laughs> this is the first time he's really worked with a shirt off. Yeah, and he looked great. I mean, yeah, he's a little soft in the, in the belly, but yo, it just worked. He was wearing the waist trainer, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that, or it was like the, the high-waisted underwear. I know there's little things that, that you know we pick out, but look, the guy has, he's putting in the work, and I respect him for that. So anyway, I'm watching this match with Carmelo Hayes, and I'm saying to myself, Ah, this is another match where the little guy's taking, you know, beating up the big guy. Little guy's beating up the big guy to him. But it's different for me now here that because it is Carmelo Hayes. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like if I saw Chris Benoit back in there or Eddie Guerrero facing Brock Lesnar, you know, yeah, Brock Lesnar took most, you know, but it's Eddie Guerrero. So I could see why Carmelo Hayes and Carmelo Hayes wasn't throwing him around the ring. He was springboarding. He was flipping. He was hitting them low. He was taking them down, you know, from, from the legs down. I thought the match was worked very, very well. Um, you can get into the finish of the match, and then I, I, I want to hear your thoughts, whether you agree with me or not, regarding Josh Briggs, and did you see what I saw? Mm, okay, well, let's talk about the finish then. Okay. So Pillman runs out, does the jump up, huh. you know. And then mm-hmm. that's just enough to distract Carmelo Hayes, which, as you said, has been kicking the shit out of this giant man for, you know, most of the match. Up. And then, uh, but then after after he comes back in, uh, after Pillman does the jump up, uh, then Briggs hits him with a lariat. Nice. And hits him with a moonsault. Good. So. Which he teased the moonsault earlier. And Carmelo Hayes grabbed his leg, said, please don't moonsault me. And then. He's like, all right, I'll get back down. So, number one, that lariat, I love it. Right. He did a neckbreaker version of the lariat. So that's the one I always remember when remember when uh, the Hart Foundation used to used to do a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart didn't hit a normal. It was like a neckbreaker clothesline, which I love. I love the look of that move. Josh Briggs hits it. I thought that was the finish. Mm-hmm. So when he could goes, have been. The, could have been. When he goes to the top rope, I'm like, oh, this is where he lo-. Tell me you're not thinking this is where right. he Right, yeah, you match. see the same kind of thing. Although, there was a certain cadence to it where I thought he's just going to hit it. For me, I, I was like, this is where he loses. What happens here? Mm-hmm. And when he jumps off the top rope, it, it was like um, 
like a fucking dolphin jumping out of the water. It was so pretty to see somebody so big and tall. And the thing is that he's a big guy, but he's slim and he's fit. It just looked like the fans that were there. You could hear them go, oh, when he jumped off the top rope, landed it and fucking beat Carmelo Hayes. So I'm sitting here on on the train, you know, and as the crack smoke and marijuana smoke is billowing into my lungs from the homeless people. And then I smiled like, all right, good. You know, you're making somebody here, even though, yes, he won kind of by nefarious fashions, uh, whatever the fuck, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. got involved. Still, they let this they they gave this kid the win over a former NXT champion. I like that. And I enjoyed this was this was very enjoyable for me to watch. And Josh Briggs is on my radar now. Yeah. Now your thoughts on on what I was saying about Josh Briggs? Do you agree with me? Did you see anything that JBL was was putting over? Did you like the way this match was? And did you were you impressed at all with his first real singles match, like real high level singles match? Well, you know, it's funny because perhaps to you this is the first real singles match. Uh, but I again, if I rewind five six years, seeing seeing an evolve show. Yeah, uh, with, with Josh guy. Briggs coming out, the people getting behind him, chanting for him, treating him like he's a somebody. And now you, you think you add five, six more years of seasoning time in the oven, working at the performance center with some of the best coaches in the world and everything like that. It's like, yeah, he should only be better than he already was back then. So I'm not surprised in the least, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the decision it gives uh it gives carmelo hayes somewhere to go because now it's a story like well now trick is getting it and i'm not and if uh if trick if i'm really not the one that attacked trick then maybe i'm gonna start wishing i did because he's getting all the stuff that i used to get you know so it 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 adds to his story more with a loss than right. a win right and briggs ain't winning the iron survivor challenge anyways so now you're not beating carmelo hayes in the iron survivor challenge but i mean we'll see so yeah but you know good good job to both the guys in the match but what if he does you can make this kid with this yeah, with then, this turn this then you can make josh tournament yeah josh briggs is the kind of guy that look people will get behind him there's just something about him people like and uh i think you can carry that pretty far i think you could you know those spots that we're seeing guys that you know they're probably not gonna win like when a Sami Zayn gets an elimination chamber title shot but everybody's hyped for it you know i think you can do those spots with josh briggs in the future i was looking up a picture of uh, josh briggs when he was at evolve and he looked like something to me there too right yeah Impressed. I don't know, man. I like this kid, man. This, uh, this really, I like the, the, the country duo, as you call them. I like them together, mm-hmm. but this, um, remember when they tried to break him up earlier when it was the dissension, when this kid was yeah. getting laid by, right. And they, they, they held off on it. Like, you know, there's a little more money in this tag team, but now, um, I think after this and maybe I'm reaching whatever, but I think this shit made made this kid on NXT. This match. This this is his moment on NXT. And I think it's up to Josh Briggs 
to see how far he can he can go here. You know, he has to make the right decisions to say no when it's right uh, and to say yes to when it's right. So I I hope the kid the best, man. I like the kid a lot. Let's let's see what happens. How old Uh, old is he? Do you know? He's like uh, 56 years old. He's not Um, that old. Let me see. All right, fine. He's not. He's much younger. Okay. He can't be that old, right? Let me see. He's 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 35. No, he's 30. He's 30? Okay. Or 1993, yeah. Yeah. So, still in his prime. Mackenzie asks Lyra if the match is going to be off. And Lyra's like, hell no, this match is not going to be off. She's like, suck it. Yeah. Uh, then Wes Lee walks to the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they announce that there's going to be a, a premium live event in France for the first time ever or some shit like that. Uh you don't hear a lot about French wrestling, huh? It's not no. really a hot well, of wrestling. Except for Rene Dupree. Yeah, he's Canadian, though. Yeah, it's kind of French Canadian, though. But that's not France. It's France at Jace. It's, it's as France as you can get north of the United except, States. Except for France. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, look forward to that. Um, Okay, then we have, look, I'm not going to talk about this. So you can say whatever you want. I'm just going to pretend it never happened. We have dinner at the Stone House with music. We make movies, pal. All I'm going to say is that um, if a wrestling segment was a TGIF uh, 90s TV show full house gimmick, that's what this was. And it was... You know how the kids say cringe? Oh my God. I was like, I was so embarrassed by watching this. I'm embarrassed now. Hear me out. I'm embarrassed watching this that I'm making sure that nobody on the train can see me look watching this on my phone. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone, but I felt I wanted to fast forward it, but I didn't want to miss how terrible it was at the same time. It's like watching a baby seal on fire. You know you shouldn't watch, but you got to see. You, you want to, like, the screams of the seal burning just draw you in. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. It's, I don't go know. Back, Whatever it is, is better than this. Go back and, I, no, I want you all to go back and watch this if you haven't watched it. Please. Yeah, go, I, I fully endorse that. Go ahead and watch it. This was You crazy. know, everyone needs to find out some way. This was fucking crazy. Oh, by the way, those brownies that he bought are actually absolutely delicious. Those are the little Debbie brownies. Little Debbie's cosmic brownies, without a doubt. Anybody will immediately know. And you would have to have had multiple brain surgeries as a child to actually want to eat those. uh, Well, they're so so bad for you. But I'll tell you what, after a joint, oh, those are, they're the best brownies you'll ever eat. Just um, putting it out there. So, all right. So that's that segment. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. See for yourselves. All right. Now, if you could get the <laughs> real time equivalent of this, Wes Lee's in the ring for a promo again. And uh, I guess he wants a shot at the North American championship. Why not? And then uh, the North American champion walks out. Wesley's fucked. I'm going to put it that way. But what, what happened during this segment? I'm going to see. He's supposed Jeez. to face a, a gauntlet, right? They said the most boring shit ever. I just wrote yada yada on my 
on my notes for what they were talking about because it was just the the long the long way around that WWE takes to getting them to say I want to match against you you got to mat- match against me right so basically what's going to happen is uh for those that didn't watch and I'm trying to look up who he has to face next yeah there was there was a f- late later on when they run down the future cards there's like a four-way match where he has to face like three guys from raw that used to be the north american champion right so he's fucked so long story short um wesley he says all right so so uh guerrero comes out he's like look man you want a piece of me fine but you're gonna have to face you know you have to go through a gauntlet of like you said north american champions so fucking wesley next week will have to face cameron grimes in a fatal four-way match bronson reed and fucking Johnny Gargano in the Fatal Four, and only if he wins will he get a title shot at uh, what is it? Undisputed? What the hell's the goddamn pay per view? Deadline. Deadline. So well, Wesley's winning. You can take know. your pick on how. I think Bronson Reed's gonna go over here. No, Bronson Reed's gonna squish somebody, <laughs> and Wesley's gonna like kick him in the head and pin the guy that got squished, or some right. shit like that. I don't know, man. I just. <laughs> Bro, this is just the shit, man. I'm yeah, whatever. My, I'm yeah, who, who even? Who even? On chat, who in the chat honestly cares about Wesley's North American Championship dreams? Okay, I think we all do inside. Okay, well, maybe oh, we do. Maybe, maybe I'm do. just maybe I'm just in denial. Uh, we get a recap of the entire Chase U scandal, which is really doesn't help anything. Doesn't explain anything. Uh, and then they say that next week. Uh, Chase Andre Chase is going to break his silence. Okay, and then uh, see, he pulled up a new background. This should have been my. We went from a nice Thanksgiving dinner to fucking little Debbie. uh, But um, do you agree that the kids did steal the segment though? So anyway, back to uh, back to NXT. Uh, JC Jane is trying to calm Thea Hale down because even though uh, she's mad at Andre Chase, he's always been there for her in her big moments, and he's not here this week. So she, JC, gives Thea the pep talk, and uh, she's ready to go. She buys into it. They're ready. Let me go to break. Okay. <laughs> then. Briggs uh, sees Tiffy and his buddies in the NXT kitchen. Mm-hmm. Not at the same time, but consecutively. Sure. I did like the little touch when Tiffany was walking away. He's like, all right, toodles. So Who says good character toodles? work from, huh? Who says toodles? You still say that? Well, Tiffany Stratton says toodles. Oh. But the, oh. And Josh Briggs said it to her as she left. So he's like, yes, anding her toodles. Were you just staring at her gimmicks the entire time? Because I was. Well, they were extremely shiny as well. Right? Like two brand new pennies. Right. She she oiled up and everything just to stand there for 15 seconds and then. Worth it. Sorry, but worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For us, it's worth yeah. it. But imagine her like getting dressed and, you know, all, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hope she had a match on level up or something just she's gonna get all that all that gear on uh all right blair versus thea is next good question by liz so are we replaying uh the kiana james story with tiffy Hmm. perhaps 
Interesting. With Josh Briggs. Toodles. Toodles, yes. Anyway, as you were saying, sir, I apologize. Oh, yeah, Blair versus Thea. Yes. Um, They had a match. They did. It was a good match. You like the match? Yeah, fucking Blair Davenport's fucking excellent, and Thea Hill is fucking excellent. So they had an excellent match. But, uh, you know, Thea Hale was, uh, what happened at the end of the match that she got the, let me see, back inside, somersault, leg drop, and a Devonport catches her. See, so she loses, but why? I forgot. Mm, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. She just lost the match. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is She's outmatched, fine. you know. Yeah. I mean, Blair Davenport, they, they were putting over. The kids started when she was 16 years old. Right. And Thea Hale uh, started, like, around this, you know. Around the same time. Same time, but for much less time. Right. So uh, it made sense. Right. And also, we already got our upset earlier. We, oh. So it'd be a little weird, two upsets. Would it have been an upset, though? The hell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. All right. So Blair Davenport, sexy witch, goes over. She a witch? What is she? Like a... Just just, just mean in English. It's a mean English woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no witch. No witchery. We've already got witches. Uh, allegedly, they're on SmackDown. I never see them. Uh, but she looks like she'll leave scratches all up down your back. Blair Davenport, right? Not on your chest, though. On That's your chest, men. Men That's go on the front. Only grandfathers. Yeah, grandfathers, grandfathers go on the front. Women go on the back. How creepy is that, bro? It's quite creepy. Ghost scratch. Ghost scratches. Ghost scratch. Scratch these ghost nuts. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, Baron Corbin package. No, oh, why? I don't know. Oh, this is the one where he talks about uh, Elia. Yeah, we were supposed to see the difference in their lifestyles, but I really only remember hearing from Baron Corbin. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did a good job at uh, narrating this. I whatever. I'm getting a cramp. And Dragunov doesn't dress like he's not rich. No, he dresses actually really good. Really yeah, well. like this. This this would work if you were doing a program with say Josh Briggs. <laughs> you know if you're if you're doing a program with a guy that dresses as well or better than well certainly better than baron corbin i mean corbin does have a nice house and cars and the, all that money and the wife and the schnavitz but like his clothes don't look better than dragonov's really on no. a day-to-day basis dragonov looks way better than he yeah i am suffering from a cramp hmm did you have a did you sneak a cosmic brownie i did not okay i might have to yeah, stand you only get one cheat day i might have to stand tomorrow okay. bad crap keep going all right Ray i'm here cramping I'm here. up but he will be able to <sighs> be near his microphone i'm stretching uh <sighs> next is uh charlie dempsey versus uh charlie murphy eddie, yeah you got it eddie thorpe here ah I have a note on this match. It doesn't have anything to do with the wrestling part. I might have to do the standing up for a minute. You cool with that? I don't mind. Jesus as long as you stop, stop calling attention to it. Okay. Sorry. This... Sorry, guys back there. I interrupted dinner. Okay. Right, uh, so I noticed that Charlie Dempsey does the uh, tan in a bottle thing still. Does he? Yeah, you know how you can tell? How? God, uh, 
because his back is white. <laughs> and apparently Aww. he must be single because he doesn't have any any girlfriend or whatever to get his back for him. Yeah, but doesn't his father work there? He's like, uh, son, there are some things even a father won't do. Well, yeah. Wow, this is a bad cramp, vet. I think I'm going to need your help. What should I do? It's in the back. Where is the cramp? The cramp is... Uh, Oh my God, my upper leg, uh, you know, where, where the leg bends, like behind the knee, on the side a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It's, it's, you'll just, well, I see, you know, I see a lot of wrestlers whose leg are in pain punch the area. Have you tried punching the area? <clears throat> also, do you have a knee pad? Perhaps you can adjust your knee pad. I'm trying, bro. Holy shit. Okay. It's, no. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. Oh my god, this is bad. Yeah, so anyway, like if you if you're gonna fake tan, I assume people don't like to fake tan because they don't want to get the shit like all over their bed sheets and their clothes and everything else. But if you're gonna do it by hand with a bottle, why don't you just get the spray so that you're evenly covered and you don't look like an idiot like Charlie Dempsey? Uh Eddie wins and then he gets jumped immediately. So you know, we end this scene with three white men standing over a Native American right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it should be. So this is one of the matches. I have to lean this way, Vet, so I hope you don't mind. Oh, look, no one cares okay. unless they're watching, you know. Right, Channel out too. Um, replay, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is one of the matches I, I didn't give two fucks about. But I, I just kind of watched it, and it was like I was focusing on other things around me. The crack smoke. <laughs> well, maybe that's what's cramping my leg. The crack smoke. Yeah, it's not good for you, but I don't know. I didn't know a cramps or a side effect, huh? Holy shit! This is—I've never had this happen, but I—I I did do legs yesterday, though. Oh, did you get enough water to drink? No, no, I did not. You're a little dehydrated. You that's need some water. I'm drinking coffee right now, so that's not helping. Yes, that's a diuretic. Shit. All right. Well, we... uh, we're back at Olive Garden, uh, huh. and we are uh, where Tony's receiving his payoffs. Um, and as they're leaving the restaurant, uh, he mentions, hey, I can't believe little Adriana with the pigtails is now, you know, an enforcer or whatever. Yeah, no, so yeah. is this the first time she's been named on television? This chick I, with the accent? I believe so. She's an enforcer. That's what he said, I think. Am I wrong, guys? D didn't she didn't he call her the enforcer? Why not? <laughs> you know, anyway. Anyway, uh ah. they get jumped in the Olive Garden parking lot, which must be very close to the performance center. Makes sense. <laughs> It's probably where they all go after the shows. Uh, Olive Garden. And uh, yeah, by the by, Ghost Scratch. Ghost Scratch kicks the shit out of them. I guess the gangsters that were all just, I mean, excuse me, I guess the legitimate businessmen that were all just handing Tony envelopes of money uh, were a little late to get here. One of the guys uh, was a little light, by the way. That guy's Yeah, one of the guys was a little light, so he should have made it even faster. Yep. Um, so yeah, what do you think about this? What do you think about the the... The family getting jumped in their own backyard. I think she's not very good at her job. <laughs> she was a little late. She's very late. Um, it's it's fine, vet. It's 
it's fine. So silly. Yes, it's silly. All right, I'm getting a, you know what's funny though? I like this, like these little clips with the the Olive Garden shit. I like this way better than this whole fucking gimmick behind me, with the dinner. So I'll take it. You want to switch back to that honey baked ham company yeah, ad that you I, had? Yeah, I might earlier. Or is that gonna cramp you up too? Uh, I'm gonna try. Is honey I, good for cramps? Is glaze good? Is for honey cramps? good for cramps? I don't know. <laughs> is it bad for cramps? I don't know. Uh, speaking of wincing, uh, Lyra Valkyrie is in the locker room, still trying to get ready. Um, and then she heads on out. Mm-mm. Mm. Those <sighs> nuclear green beans. <laughs> um, they're very, yeah, they're very green, aren't they? It's unnatural. None uh, of that shit I'm eating on Thanksgiving. Like, well, the ham, maybe. You're not going to eat that weird green squash in the background. <laughs> It's just nasty. Yeah, what is uh, it? Oh, go ahead. All right, all right. The next is the Ariana Grace little video package. She's so now, weird. is this the highlight of the night or what? She's fucking great, dude. She's really fucking. And then, you know what the best part about it is? That hmm. she could she could do this pre-taped, and I bet she'd do just as good a job, even better, live. Oh, yeah. It's <sighs> in her blood. She you, also roasted the, uh, the NXT fans for not taking showers before they show up at the PC. Bro, so here's here's a here's a great thing, and I don't know if you guys know what know what she was uh, doing. She was basically quoting almost verbatim the very famous promo of what famous Hollywood actor vet. I don't know. Really. I must not have picked up on this. Um, so she was, uh, it's not, all right, I'll give you a hint, guys out there. It's not soap. It's not soap. It's soap. You use soap. Got slapped by Jerry King Lawler. Okay. Andy Kaufman. All right. Well, not the whole thing she was saying. is Not his. the whole thing, but she legit took that and made it her own. That's right. what she did. It was perfect. I, I was watching. I was like, this kid I wonder if her dad helped her out with this, but I was like, this is fucking brilliant. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go to go look at look up Andy Kaufman promos. This was the very first promo he ever did talking about how, you know, he he's Andy Kaufman goes, you know, when I go to Tennessee, you know, you people want to touch me. I'll sign an autograph, but you have to, you know, wash. I'm going to tell you, it's, this is called soap. And he's talking about soap, yeah, how it yeah. comes I different colors. Promo, yeah. And my favorite thing is. That's what she did. You know, it's the unwashed masses. It was beautiful. Very, very well done. Sorry, guys. This 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 cramp is kind of subsiding, but this is the worst I've ever had live on air. So I'm trying my no best. No one would guys. even know if you didn't keep talking about it. This is now the seventh I'm, time that you Because I'm it. fucking you talking s- out the pain. Yeah, well, keep talking about the show. Ah. All right, keep go. telling us about old Andy Kaufman Memphis promos. He said, it's not soap. It's not soap. It's soap. And you, you you go to a lake or whatever water is around you. You take the bar and you rub it on your body with the water. <laughs> He's talking about brushing your teeth. Andy Kaufman was fucking great. And I had no idea. I forgot. I had read it in after his book. He had cancer during that time. Yeah, he would have had to because by yeah. the time I think he found out, it was a little bit late, right? Well, it was. I think he died shortly after this this run. 
he got to live his dream. It was about an hour, a year or two after this, he passed away with the, with the cancer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. RIP Andy Kaufman, man, this guy's so fucking unappreciated. Okay. Underappreciated. Excuse me. All right. Well, you know who else is underappreciated? Me. Yes. And you know who else? Who? Zyali. Zyali is underappreciated. <sighs> She's here. She wants her title match. We're not going to think about the logic of how she almost cost herself a title match because by attacking the champion and her possibly not being able to defend would probably mean you don't just get the title. So not the most sensible thing in the world to do, but hey, we never accused these guys of having logic before. We're not going to start now. Uh, But what I did like was mm-hmm. the little detail of when Lyra comes out for her entrance, which now the crowd has started going, they started playing along with it and going boom, like every pause, you know? So, uh, isn't it woo? Woo, woo, yeah, woo, it's sorry, woo, sorry. Right, yeah. that's right, something with an ooh. Uh, crowd is the but the crowd is reacting and playing along with the entrance, which is all they really want. Uh, they just want people to sing with the entrances. Uh, and so she comes out there and she just comes down to the ring and gets, like puts the yeah. belt in the ref's hands. It's like, ring Let's it, go. ring Fuck it right it. now. And the referee's like, he's kind of ruining the moment by stalling, but, uh, he's just, like, oh, okay. Do I hold this up? And she's like, no, don't hold it up. Just ring the fucking bell right now. I'm going to beat this bitch's ass, which is perfect. It's what she should do. And she beat that bitch's ass. She beat the bitch. So were you shocked that Lyra went over? so clean i mean it was it was a fight the girls beat you know they it was a challenge but lyra this was a very good strong win for your champion over a very good strong opponent agree well i wonder if it was supposed to have more time if it was always supposed to be this i i'm i'm wondering um you felt like it was rushed no no i don't feel like the match was rushed but it was only they only had like 10 minutes left on the air when it started so you know championship match you you know i didn't really think they weren't gonna put Zaya over they're just not gonna do that um maybe one day but today's not the day and they even made a point of saying on commentary like what if Lyra loses in her first defense and how bad is that going to be? You know, so they're trying to tell that story and put that in your mind. Everything (laughs) again. Good job. Um, Excuse me. However, now we're looking at this in a vacuum. If you just watch Monday Night Raw, though, you just saw Zia Lee with Becky Lynch and she lost, which, yeah, she lost there. So that's not great because you're just assuming like, well, can't be Becky, probably not going to be Lyra. You know, it's just not, it's already putting people, putting the finish in people's minds ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, from that aspect, you know, I think the match was fine. I liked, you know, man, Sia Lee is coming up on that Austin run. <laughs> like she's been there a long time and she has zero professional wrestling experience before signing. So she's a complete from the ground up WWE product. When you say fine, you mean this fine? My goodness. Or this fine? Well, Hmm. uh, take your pick. She is pretty good looking. 
Yep. And, and a really totally, good wrestler. She's, she's, I mean, I guess they've taught her well, or she's, she's learned her lessons. Well, there's other people that are WWE products that aren't this good, but yeah. they have also sat her down. <laughs> she's been a healthy scratch for a lot of her career because they just don't have anything to do with her. I don't recall any like super major sidelining injuries. It's a lot of, you know, like she'll just be off TV and then you look at her social media and she's like riding bikes and playing with her dogs and doing other stuff. It just shows that she's fine and she shows herself training in the gym and practicing yeah. her, you know, martial arts and everything, but she's just not on TV. And now, you know, they're starting to use her more, which is good. Um, but I'm pretty sure she's been signed for like about seven years now. Right. It's so, like like you would think she's injured but no she's not injured like if you go on her social media she's doing this i have no issues <laughs> definitely acclimated to the american lifestyle she's got the tattoos the fake tits steroids the everything what do you mean steroids brother allegedly allegedly well, she lives in Florida, so the water... Oh, do not besmirch the name of the great Zia Lee. Brother. Yeah, so... um. Now, on the other hand, Lyra, we, we like Lyra. We talked about that. She's also either... Either she's also using the bottle tan or she's trying to get a tan and it's coming out a little splotchy. It's tough for Irish people. Trust me, I know. It's hard for us to tan. Doesn't work out so well, but... Uh, you know, you got to, whatever you do, you got to do it evenly. I actually prefer, you know, pale white skin Lyra because it kind of goes with her gimmick a little more. Right. Like it makes her gear pop, you know? So I don't really like her trying to get a tan and ending up with a sunburn or whatever. That's just me. What do you think about that? Oh, same. Uh, same. I, I'm just, uh, I forgot that you were Irish. Because you have, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like ten different kinds of European white. It's yeah, because you have color, like you have pigment. Oh, that that's just the way the screen. It's probably like the the ham on your screen, like the, the color <laughs> that of that. Yeah, because I'm looking at the monitor, so yeah, it's probably whatever color comes from that ham. But uh, yeah, so I'm definitely very, very white. Um, what kind of camera do you use, by the way? You, you always have a good picture. It's the Logitech 1080. It's a great camera. Yeah. Great camera. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. the match was fine. It was short. Uh, Zaya did not win and got no heat back and it's just whatever. So what's next for Zaya? I don't know. What's next for Lyra? I don't know. We'll have to find out. She's going to get a contender for the, de the, after they do the deadline sort of iron survivor or whatever. I, I, you know, Zaya Lee is, is, is an enigma because she has she is so fucking marketable like incredibly marketable like even her entrance is like wow this is somebody if somebody watched this match somebody watched these girls wrestle for the first time you're gonna think Zia lee is a former champion or of some sort she just looks that great why isn't she in damage control that's that's you know what they do the whole asian uh invasion type thing where it's just gonna be asian uh i think Zia lee needs to be in that group well Japanese and Chinese don't necessarily get along. All Why not? The time. I get along with Dominicans sometimes. 
Mexican. I mean, we, you know, we maybe it could work, but that mm-hmm. would definitely get people talking. Like they would be saying if they put if they put Zaya in that group, they would definitely start roasting WWE for not knowing the difference. We you know, know the difference, man. I don't know, man. Hot Asian chicks, just like a whole group, like five of them. Oh my god! <laughs> and Bailey and Dakota. No, Bailey's gone. <laughs> Dakota's gone. They're out. They're out. Not Asian enough. No, I did watch. I did, however, watch a video of Bailey um, getting uh, her back cracked, and uh, you know, there's like this YouTube channel. I with bet this... you watch a video of Bailey getting her back cracked. <laughs> he just had on. Uh, I forgot the name of the, the channel, but he had on uh, MJF. Mm-hmm. And MJF is hilarious during this whole fucking. What is with that fucking metal spike that ding 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 into your fucking neck and back? Oh my god! I don't know. I would be afraid. Cause you know when they when they do it and they like they pull your neck up a little bit and also then and they crack your neck it's like oh what if they make a mistake? It's a it's a risk people are willing to take I suppose. Zia Lee is on Bu High Towers channel too. Okay, I'll check that out. But anywho, let me just hit the gimmick here. Well, but look, man. Uh, this wasn't a horrible episode of NXT, I don't think. Um, not awful. They had some Except bright spots. Except for that one part. I'm not gonna put it back on, but yes, the the dinner was just. Please go back and watch this, guys, and we'll get and get back to us next week. Um, vet, do you have any specific, any plans for Thanksgiving this year? Well, as you know, the vet doesn't have a family, so I'll just be here at the West Coast installation monitoring the rest of the country and making sure that you all have a nice uninterrupted dinner with all of your families. Well, I don't believe that at I'm all. I'm watching all of you on this camera right here. It's, it's a... I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I hope whatever. All you right. Do. Not this camera. It's different cameras, but I was trying to be theatrical, much like the uh, Robert Stone family. I'm watching them too, making sure those are really his kids. Those you know, are like, kids. don't, don't just put those actors in there and then shuffle them back out when you're done filming. I'll be watching your Thanksgiving dinner and see if they're wearing their suits. Yeah. There'll be somebody else's kids next, uh, next week. Listen, man. Um, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us here this week. Uh, this will be the only show I do this week. Uh, April is going to be running around, so she's not going to be around. And um, so we decided to put up a throwback show. Now, with everybody's favorite far left liberal, uh, we're going to jump in. Uh, I'm going to be putting up this show actually right after I edit this today. So it'll be up very shortly. Um, it'll be a, a show throwback with... Mick Foley. So this uh, this uh, show was uh, September twenty first, two thousand and twenty one, and uh, it was actually pretty good. It was actually a pretty good show. Uh, I personally think, you know, I have certain feelings about Mick Foley, but I think he's a nice guy. I think deep down inside, he might be a nice person, but uh, it is what it is. But this is a good show. It was uh, Aaron Stevens, April Hunter, and again, WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. So check it out. It'll literally it'll it will literally be up on uh, the A Show YouTube channel, on A Show Rumble, and on A Show Twitch. So if you guys want to check that out, if you have nothing better to do later, I also put it up in a podcast form so you can listen to it on the ride if you haven't watched this show. So check that out. Also, again, this weekend, not this weekend, uh, the, the professor and uh, Billy 
Billy Ray the Professor and Tommy Wonder are off this week. They're also going to be traveling and doing things. So next week is going to be the Fallout Survivor Series Fallout Special. So they're going to be reviewing Survivor Series 2009. So check that out, guys, next week. And I wish you guys a very happy Thanksgiving for us Americans, uh, the American uh, listeners. Happy Thanksgiving for non-American listeners. God bless you guys. I hope you guys have a great day. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. And uh, that's about it, brother. I'm I'm done. Oh, um, I appreciate some of you guys jumping on my TikTok. Thank you, guys. Share the videos if you can. Just like them. Even if you don't watch them, it just helps me. I want to get to 1,000 followers. I'm at eight something right now. So that way I can go live and, you know, it'll be cool. So anyway, love you guys. God bless you. Vet, anything you want to say before we bounce? Nope. Just everybody take care and be safe out there. Yep. You know, if, if you are traveling somewhere, just be safe. And even if there's nothing, f- you know, for you to worry about yourself, be mindful of the other people who may be, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing. Keep your eyes on the road and yes. everyone around you. Just be safe. Absolutely. Do not fucking drink and drive and look out for drunk drivers. What am I saying? If you're on the road, you know, you see somebody swerving. Don't try to zoom past them. Just create distance. Get over. Let them do their thing. God, you know, that's it. So just be careful, guys. All right. Enjoy your dinners. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your fun. We are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Again, look out for the A show replay later tonight. Love you guys. And if you have no one, you always have us here at HMG every single day. And you have the vet who will be streaming about turkey, turkey hunting, right? Sure. Why not? All right, guys. God bless you. See you. See you next week. Peace out. Yeet. 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 I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. This is a Huffman Brothers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen. Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself.